Hello and welcome to StarkCast. I'm Joe Stark, and today I'm talking with my friend and fellow podcaster, Kova Romero from the Scenic Cast. What's up, dude? What's going on, Joe? How's everybody doing? <laughs> Stoked to have you on again. Always a good time talking with you, Kova. Same here, same here, man. Happy to be back on. <laughs> uh, right off the bat, though, I gotta say, 90 minutes of my life, I'm never gonna get back because you made me watch American Ninja. <laughs> you fucker <laughs> hey hey you, you want to hear something funny hey, you something funny i saw american ninja and american ninja 2 on prime today <laughs> you even watched the sequel well yeah i've seen all those movies like a bunch of times there, like, like four of them <laughs> yeah there's four of them like like for me though you got to understand like i saw it at an age where my imagination ran wild yes they're horrible movies, but they're horribly good movies in the sense that, yeah, the story is, is stupid and the fight choreography isn't great. But, you know, as a kid, it's fucking amazing. It's ninjas. I'm all in. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie to you, dude. I hadn't watched these movies in forever. And I'm sitting there watching them and I'm just like, oh, my God, I remember all this. This is what's going to happen. And I'm I'm enjoying the hell out of them because I've seen these movies so many times as a, as a kid. Like like it, the third one goes more off the rails. The fourth one goes more insane. There's like yeah, if you thought the ninja coordinated costumes in part one or part two or three were funny, whew, there's some funny ones in the fourth one, man. <laughs> <laughs> See, so, maybe, maybe if I would have saw it, because did it come out? I think it said it was 1985. 1985, yeah. Yeah, so, so you know, I'd have been five when this came out. So I think if I'd have seen this when I was a little kid, may, I don't know, maybe it would have worked for me. Um, I was I was kind of sure that I'd seen it before, but as I was watching the movie, like, nothing stood out to me. So I'm, I'm going to assume that I was I just had it confused with some other... You know, like a ninja movie or whatever from the 80s. Um, But yeah, I mean, dude, even the score, I hated the score. (laughs) It was so bad. It was such a bad score. (laughs) Oh, and I remember that that score. So I remember just hearing, like, as soon as as it's playing, I was like, oh, I remember this. Yeah, this is great. Trust me, for me, I know it's it's not, you know, top level filmmaking. I but I under, but I come from that era where, you know, I saw '80s movies and I knew, despite them being awful, that you know they were good and and uh, for what they were, like we knew they weren't putting in their best top tier stuff. Even though a lot of the guys that are in, especially American Ninja, uh, are martial artists, like the guy who plays uh, Jackson. Uh, uh, he's, he's, he was a martial arts. Unfortunately, he passed away, uh, either before the third one or after the third one was made. Oh, I really liked him. And I thought it was yeah, hilarious yeah. that, that in the final battle scene, he's the only guy running around without a shirt on and he's got a bandana and he's got like oh, the, 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 the bullet. like the bullet like chained bullets or whatever like crisscrossed over his chest and he's running around with the rambo machine gun yeah dude you gotta (laughs) see him in the second the second one he he continues the shirtless scenario (laughs) and and walking around and no it's 1987 in the second one 
So he's wearing, you know, the shortest shorts possible in, in one scene and just whooping Ninja's ass. And he's like, yeah, Jackson, go. Oh, my God. It, it, it's so great. Like, I, it is in each movie, like, uh, the guy play, uh, Joe Armstrong played by Michael Dudikoff, like, he goes, like, the, in the first one, he's a private. In the second one, he's a, he's a sergeant army ranger. And the third one, he's not there. They bring in this new guy, which everybody got pissed off. We're like, who the fuck is this guy? He's not the American ninja. <laughs> <laughs> we want duty cough. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so in the fourth one, they use they bring back the the guy they bring in the, in the third one. He has a, a like. You know, he was trained by Joe Armstrong, you know, Michael Dudikoff's character, and, and you know, taught him how to be a better fighter and everything, blah, blah, blah. So he's not in the third. But in the fourth one, they bring they bring the guy that they brought in, in, in the third one to replace him, and he this guy gets captured. So they have to bring halfway through the movie, we got to get Joe back so he can rescue him. He's the only one. <laughs> and then, dude, the ridiculous. Ridiculous color coordinated ninja outfits of the fourth one. I, I, like, as a kid, I was like, oh my god, those are awesome. And then, like, a few years ago, I think it was, I think it was the, the fourth one was on Paramount, uh, on Paramount Plus when Paramount Plus came out. Okay. And I played it and I am watching it. And I just sat there going, like, Oh my god, I think I thought these ninja outfits were the shit as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> these are god awful. <laughs> well, and I thought all the props and everything even in this one were terrible. Like the katanas looked oh, yeah. awful. <laughs> like everything looked awful. Oh yeah, dude. It's nineteen eighty film and you gotta think like this in the eighties is is you know, they slowly were bringing in ninja movies you know or martial arts movies with like i tell people all the time like yes like you know what i'm looking forward to seeing like yes we got we're getting all these amazing uh men who are more uh, into martial arts and we're getting really good action films that you know we see excellent fight choreography and i just go but you know what i want to see i want to see a badass like ninth late 1980s early 90s uh martial artist cynthia rothrock like that was a badass chick to see uh, in movies. She, dude, look, just look her up. Like she had so many martial arts movies back in the at time, and she was just like you wanted a B level movie with a kick ass character and a female just cooking everybody's ass. That's the movie. That's the one you would go watch because she was so badass in her movie, just kicking everybody's ass. And I'm talking men, women, and everybody. She's like, fuck this, I'm taking everybody out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the – I'm not familiar with, with that actor's name, uh, but there's this one clip that I've seen several times online, and it's from I'm, – I'm assuming just from the way it looks, it's it's an 80s or maybe early 90s, but I'm assuming it's an 80s uh, action movie where it's got this fight scene between these two ladies, and they are both extremely talented, but I have no idea who either of the performers were or for what from from what film it's it was from, but I've watched it a handful of times, and it is really really badass. Yeah, I'm I, I, I'm most likely if it's martial arts, Cynthia Rothrock was in it in the in the eighties and nineties, dude. It was Cynthia Rothrock. Uh, yeah, she she's a 
She has, uh, if I remember here, says she's uh, Roth Rock holds black belt rankings in seven styles of martial arts and was a high level competitor martial arts before becoming an actress. So you, you had a real martial artist doing all that stuff in those movies. Like that, that's what I, I loved about her being in in these movies, man. Like it, in the eighties, it, it was it, it was her just. Every movie that she was in, it was some martial arts movie, and she was just kicking ass in all of them. I just looked her up. That's totally who one of the the performers in that scene was. So uh, I knew it. It just had to. Be. It had to be like it, it, there's no there's no uh, way around it. Like because I'm telling you, like there's no uh, movie with a female martial artist in the 1980s that doesn't have Cynthia Rothrock. Oh, sweet. She had a scene with Michelle Yeoh in a 1985 Hong Kong action film, Yes, Mada- uh, yes Madame. Mm-hmm. Yes, Madam. Madame, what is wrong with me? <laughs> I just learned to read. <laughs> Mind you, you're a published author. <laughs> it's it's really kind of sad. <laughs> they just let anybody do that shit these days. <laughs> not lying. <laughs> I mean, it really is like, can you follow some formatting guidelines? <laughs> you can. We'll publish your book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> very, very few gatekeepers on the Amazon press. <laughs> you, you got a way to make us money? All right, cool. We'll, we'll take you. <laughs> Which, speaking of that, I, I should say real quick, I had put a call out on Facebook earlier this week for, you know, asking Facebook friends if they'd kindly leave a review on Amazon. And, and, some, yeah. and a handful of people came through, and I'm super, super That's appreciative awesome. of that. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, I, I try to not look at reviews and stuff like that, but I just happen to be on there and, and look. And, and someone had given it a one-star review, and then no, nothing else. It's like, here's your one star. Go fuck yourself. I'm not even going to say what I didn't like about it. And so I'm like, oh. oh <laughs> Those are the people that sit at home and are just miserable at life and – have nothing better to do and just be like, dude, you, you, you took time out of your day because you just felt like being a dick to do this. Like, like were you that bored? Like, there's nothing <laughs> else going on in your life? Well, it's like, like it's like, you know, good and review, good and bad reviews, they're all valid, but at least give a yeah. reason. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like, I don't mind, like I tell everybody, I don't mind if your critique is something that you know you're gonna help me be better but if you're just gonna be a dick to be a dick i i don't want your criticism like to get the fuck out of here like no well it's easy to just say oh i didn't like something or oh that sucked it's like okay well why what what about it didn't you like what about it did you feel sucked let's use your words (laughs) Let's see how good exactly. you are at writing, fucker. Can you, like, can you elaborate on, on on what you were saying, like, what you wanted to say, of like why you you didn't like this? You can't say I didn't like it. Like, yeah, like we understand their situation. Is just you you can literally say it just wasn't for me, and that's enough. Yeah, you know, I mean, because it, you it, know, art is very subjective, and yep. and what you know, one person feels about something, another person might feel totally different and they're both valid but you know at the end of the day if you're gonna go out there and put a review out at least back it up with why you felt that way but whatever yeah like trust me there are are tons of movies that i've seen 
that I won't even give a critique about it. I won't review or anything. But it was like, and I'll just say it straight out. It just wasn't for me, man. Like, I can't really tell you how I, how, what my thoughts are or my opinion is because it, I just, I felt like I wasted the time out of my life, you know, and I, I can't give, <laughs> I can't, I can't give a critique on it, you know, like, like, it just wasn't for me. Like, like, for example, yes, like, you saw American Ninja and you're like, this is crap, blah, 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 but you gave your reasons why, because you could tell, like, this was really bad, shoddy filmmaking, but at the same time, eh, it's a simple story. I, I, I can understand at a time that it that it came out, you know, it was probably amazing shit. I, I, I don't yeah. know. I, I got to think that Michael Dudikoff's like acting in that came off just as as wooden as and you know, I think that that plot could or I think that script could have been punched up a lot. I think the oh, choreography yeah. could have been a little bit better. I think the props could have been better. I think whoever came up with that score should be locked in a closet and have all their instruments taken away from them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, but you know, you also elaborated on a lot, a lot of other things. Like this could have been done better. This could, like you're not just saying this sucks. You know? <laughs> like, this movie fucking sucks, man. <laughs> yeah, you're not just saying that. Like, like, uh, like. Oh, a perfect example, okay? And I, and I'm gonna get a lot of blowback for this. I hate Avatar, dude. I'm and with I, you. I, I, it's it's not full hate for me, but it's complete yeah. ambivalence. I'm just like, Ugh. I didn't like, see uh, it in the theater. I watched it at home, and it was off fucking recorded onto my DVR off FX. And it, we had a little kid at the, we had a baby at the time. And so it took me and Lindsay like three or four nights of viewings to like get through the whole movie. And then I was like, it's fucking Fern Gully or like dances exactly. with wolves. Exactly. And, and I, I told everyone all this when the movie came out, I was just like, yeah, you can have great visuals, but if your story sucks and I've already seen it done better, I, I don't care. Like, I, I don't give a fuck. Like, I, 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 the whole story sucks, I said. Like, I've seen this story and done better. Like, I'm sorry. Like, like I, James Cameron is not amazing. He's not wowing me with his visuals if the story is, sucks. And that's how I felt the whole two whatever hours it is. And, dude, I've tried. I'm telling you, I have tried to rewatch it, and I can't. Like, I, I sit there, I'm just like, I can't watch this. Like I literally cannot watch this. Like, and but I give my criticism and I tell everybody all the time. Like, here's why I don't like it because it's a story I've seen before and it's done better in Fern Gully. It makes more sense in Fern Gully. Here, it's just shitty dialogue and some great visuals. Like, I'm sorry, the story is is been done better in other films and. This is just bad. Like I, I don't understand what you guys found so amazing. So, like, and and that that's criticism. I'm giving you my reason why I don't like the film. Whereas if I just went off and said the movie sucks, you're gonna be like, can you elaborate? I'm like, no, it just sucks. <laughs> and no, Koba, you have to give like why? What don't you like? And I'm like, no, it sucks, man. Like it, it just sucks. No, like I, it just this story's been done before better in other mediums and yes james cameron you're a great filmmaker but you always write some shitty dialogue man <laughs> there's some dialogue sometimes where i'm just like dude what the fuck were you thinking <laughs> <laughs> when when i went to see dr strange in the multiverse of madness i saw it in 3d 
and that was they played the the teaser for Avatar Two at the beginning of that. So that's the closest I've come to seeing, you know, Avatar in 3D. And at the time I saw it and I was like, well, that's pretty exciting. Uh, I, I kind of hope they re-release this in the theater so that yeah. I can, so I can go and, and, and experience what the first one was like. And then I saw that trailer several more times. And then I was firmly in back into the, nah, I don't really give a fuck. I, I, don't, I don't think I'm going to go see the original one if it comes back to theaters. I don't th- know if I want to sit there for three hours and, and, and deal with that. And it, in, unless, you know, I'm reviewing the second one, I might not see that. I don't know. Oh, d- check this out. Because, uh, um, uh, spoiler, Steve and I, we, we live literally five minutes uh, from each other, five minutes away from each other. Um, I sometimes go, and we work for the same uh, for the same office, the same firm. Uh, I sometimes go to his house, and and we're you know we'll we'll work on uh, on work, and we'll also talk about podcasting stuff as we're working and everything. And as I'm getting my stuff ready yesterday, and I'm about to leave his place, he's like, "Hey, Koba, like, you coming with me, right?" I'm like, "Coming where? Where am I going?" Like, like uh, Avatar and IMAX, and I just said, looked at him dead on. You can kiss my fucking ass with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I am not going to watch that. Fuck you. I was like, fuck off. Kiss my ass. I was like, there's no way in hell you gave me to watch that shit. He's, he just has his because he knows. Like, like, dude, I've said it on the podcast. I put it in the scenic community group. I refuse to watch uh, whatever the second one is called, something water. Uh, I, I just said. I refuse. Like I like, and and people are like, "Oh, no, you won't, man." I'm like, I said I wasn't gonna watch Fast, whatever came out recently, <laughs> and I did not see it. Like, I'm same thing with this. I will not see shit, whatever it's called, Avatar Water. Uh, I will not <laughs> the way see of it. water. Maybe there you go. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I will not see it. I refuse. Like, dude, when that trailer came out in theaters, uh, uh. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, I think it was Doctor Strange too that 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 we we saw it, and some guy literally yelled out, and I and I just went, "Oh God, just no, shut the fuck up, <laughs> please be quiet, just no, no, I I don't want to hear you." Like, I, uh, and the fact also, I don't like the fact that you're bringing back characters that died in the first one too. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here, man. James Cameron. I was confused by that too. I was like, what is, but then I'm like, do I care? And then I, I stop thinking about it and then it gets better. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, That's where it's pretty much where where I've gone to uh, since that, since all that started where I was just like, I just don't care anymore. Like I, I I don't care. Like (laughs) I, I have no interest in this. Like why am I even being bothered for it? And I just don't care. So, like, for that review, I can't wait for it because there's going to be just uh, an hour-long review of, of the Avatar sequel and then you won't hear a peep out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, football's on, guys. Like, I, I'm, I'm watching football. <laughs> Call me back when, <laughs> when you're ready to talk about really cool movies. <laughs> well, do, you remember, though- do you remember a long-ass time ago I was on the scenic cast with you guys? And I said that that was how I felt about the the movie The Joker. And I was like, I will uh, never fucking watch that. And Steve's like, oh, you're going to have to tell me when you eventually cave and watch it. Still haven't fucking watched it. 
Wow. Yeah, they, they even gave me shit about it on PCL. <laughs> I was like, nah, I'm still not going to watch it. <laughs> wow. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I it, I've I've seen like a couple scenes, you know, because if you're on social media, there's just certain yeah. scenes from that movie that yeah. you're going to see. And so, you know, I've seen the dance down the stairs. Yeah. I've I've seen Robert De Niro getting shot in the face. Yeah. You know, it's like I so it's like I feel like I've seen the cool parts of the movie uh, already. Anyway, no, why my, torture myself? My my favorite scene is this is is when he officially commits his first crime. And the Joker that's behind the eyes finally appears because that's when you finally hear uh, the score come into play, and it's so beautifully done because he da- he's in the bath he's in a public bathroom, and he's just dancing by himself, and it, it's I, I loved it. I, I'm one of the few that just went. I don't get it. What's so what, 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 was everybody so like? Uh, um, like, you know, cause everybody said like it, it, it would trigger them and stuff. And I was like, I don't get it. What happened? <laughs> I didn't see anything bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I, 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 but I always thought of like, maybe I'm just fucked up in the head. <laughs> well, I, I, I remember watching the movie taxi driver when I was in high school and it was just one yeah. of those movies that when it was all done, I just felt like I needed to take a shower. <laughs> and so, and then, like when Joker was first came out, well, when it was just the rumors phase, like at first I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's kind of cool. I'm not the biggest fan of you know somebody who's not like a. I'm not the biggest fan of like a, a Joker origin story being laid out in something that doesn't begin like in the comics. Because to me, like yeah. with comics and stuff, it's like that's that's like the Bible for this sort of stuff. And I understand yeah. that movies are so much more widely consumed. Yeah. But still it's like the those movies of these characters wouldn't exist if it weren't for the books and so to have somebody that's not connected to the comics at all be like, "Oh, I'm going to do a major change on a character that's going to yeah. affect, you know, the pop culture zeitgeist in a much deeper impact way than the source material would." And and so it's it's a little precious of me to have this opinion, but it really really pissed me off that they're like oh we're gonna tie it in so maybe he's thomas wayne's bastard and it's like get the fuck out of here i hate that i hate that you're doing that yeah that eventually i I, spoiler for that movie it eventually comes out that he's not you know like it it just said his mom was fucking insane (laughs) well that makes me feel a little bit better yeah but but and i understand it's it's maybe a little gatekeeper i i i get I don't know. Batman's the one thing that I get weird about sometimes. And, and, and I try to not. I try to be evolving as a person. But, you know, I've stuck to my guns long enough that it's like, why give up now? And also the sequel is going to be a musical. So <laughs> that, yeah, I, that's going to be yeah. weird. Yeah. But this is coming from someone who actually enjoyed. Uh, I liked the movie a lot. I, I gave it a nine out of ten when I reviewed it. But I and I and I said this uh, over and over again uh, when we reviewed it and, and even Many times after that, you could have called this Bozo the Clown, and it's still the same movie. You didn't have to name it Joker. You, there was no reason to name this movie Joker. You could like you literally call this movie Bozo the Clown, and it's still the same movie. The only reason people are making a big deal about it, I said, is because he's, they, he probably had an idea. Like, hey, I want to do this character study of a man who's a clown who is going insane and probably said, or just make it Joker. That, that way, more audiences will gravitate towards it. That's probably what happened. I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure Todd Phillips will never admit to that. 
But I'm sure that's what happened. He probably had a, a character study movie of like let's I want to see you know the the, the mad descent of, uh, of of someone going into this situation, kind of like the the uh, the king of comedy with a mix in with taxi driver just to Scorsese, you know. <clears throat> And that's probably what he had in mind the whole time. And it was probably going to be, I wouldn't be surprised if the movie was called Bozo. I would not be surprised if that was the original name for it. And then somebody I'm sure came in and was like, Hey, why don't we make it the Joker at all? People be like, cause it probably, they, they, somebody in that room probably said like, look, man, no, I'm not sure nobody, anybody wants to see that. Like, and then somebody said, why don't you make it the Joker? It'll get more people. And Warner Brothers is known for making their savvy, uh, savvy, smart business and creative decisions when it comes to their their DC properties. So oh, yeah. I, I I wouldn't be surprised at all about that either, dude. Yeah. So and and for me, don't get me wrong. I'm kind of like you when it comes to Batman, but at the same time, I'm as I'm a very I'm very big into film. And if you do something that I can, I find interesting, I'm gonna check it out. Like I, because I, I, and also, and I've stated this also on, on many times on this podcast, uh, on the on Cinecast, um, that I Joker is my favorite villain. Like he's he's by far my favorite villain. He's just it, there is no Batman without the Joker. There is no Joker without the Batman. They're they're two sides of the same coin, right? And you need you you're always gonna get him no matter what. And I I was just intrigued by the story, and I said, and it's Joaquin Phoenix, like, of course I'm gonna check it out. Um, and I like I said, I really enjoyed it. I I watched it a few times since, and I actually have the Blu-ray. And I, I'm I'm just one of those people that just I like looking at the. The study of, you know, like just how this person's mind goes from uh, what it was to what he ends up being, you know, the influences that make him go down this dark path that not only is it was it already there behind the ass, because I, I said this also in the review, like if you notice before Joker makes his appearance, you know, that persona that's behind the eyes, like you see it. In, in the way he looks at people, just look behind the eyes and you see that, yeah, Joker's behind there. And then when he finally makes an appearance, I'm like, now we have Joker. You know, like now I see it. There it is. I, I remember just being like, that's fucking beautiful. Like just the way it was shot, the way the music uh, came in and just the way he's just coming into, you know, dancing in that in that public bathroom and just accepting, you know, He's accepting that persona of Joker to take over. God damn it. Why you got to say all this stuff about it that kind of makes me want to watch it? (laughs) (laughs) But but like I said, that's just me because I like looking at stuff like that. I like to see the psychology of things like that. So so for me, that's what it was. And and that's how I I, I viewed That's why I I was so surprised with all this stuff going on around. I'm like, guys, like, what's going on? Like, why is everybody? Like, I remember going to the theater and there was police outside the the theater. There was a big ass truck and everything in case, you know, it's going to trigger people to shoot people. And I'm like, it's a fucking movie. Calm the fuck down, people. (laughs) 
<laughs> Shit. Maybe I will give it a try because when when I had brought up on PCL that I hadn't seen it, Brian and Jake made a pretty good argument for giving it a shot as well. And fuck, maybe I should. I really value all you guys' opinions. <laughs> and so it's like maybe there is something there. And I've already admitted that the biggest reason I'm I haven't watched it is because I'm being precious. <laughs> No, and, and it's understandable. Like they, I'm, I'm like that for a lot of stuff too. There are some things where I'm just like, yeah, I don't, don't touch that. Leave it as is, you know. <laughs> and, but I, and I, and I get that. But if uh, I will say this, like, if you're hesitant on it, then then don't like just, you know, don't do it. But if you're and have an open mind and just want to see what if I if you know, like I said, like this movie, you didn't have to call it Joker. You could have called it Bozo, and it's still the same fucking movie. It's about a clown that goes insane. Still the same fucking movie. <laughs> Nothing changes. And, and that's how I try to get, like, I tell people all the time, like, like if you're hesitant on watching it, don't watch it. Then I'm not going to force you to watch it. But if you have an open mind, this is what the movie is about. It's about a clown going insane. That's all it is. That's all it is. And, and, the fact that it's Batman, it's an origin for a Batman villain is just something that they added because you need the eyes. You need the attention. It made over a billion dollars. Yeah, that's wild. It's, and, and trust me, I'm telling you, you put this movie out as uh, fucking Homie the Clown from In Living Color. And it doesn't make a billion dollars. The reason it made a billion dollars is because everybody made a big deal about, oh, my God, you're going to make an origin story of a homicidal clown from from the DC comic books. That's the only reason it made all that money. That's it. And the curiosity of people is what is what made it get to that. All the, I'm not going to watch it because I'm going to be triggered. I bet you those are the same people who went to go watch it. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good point. Come on. It made over a billion dollars. <laughs> Dude, speaking of people getting triggered, have you seen the reactions of some dudes online having to She-Hulk just totally losing their minds? With being upset, like the newest thing is they're upset about She-Hulk twerking in the, in that yeah. in the the mid credit scene. It's like get the fuck out of here! I thought that shit was kind of funny. That shit was funny, and I laughed my time, ass off. <laughs> at the same time, I was just like, "Damn, girl!" She-Hulk, <laughs> <laughs> She-Hulk, hi. <laughs> I think the show's been great, though. I I oh, really yeah. think it's been a great change of pace for Marvel. I, I love the fourth wall breaks that she's been doing. I think that the way that they work into the episodes, it's really, really funny. And both the A and the B plot of this this um this newest episode I thought were great. It was yeah. very, very entertaining. I, I love that they brought the wrecking crew in and she took them out so quickly. Um Yeah, yeah do you got any theories about who that could be that they're working for? Uh I have one, and it's because I read it up online. Uh, you remember in the first Incredible Hulk movie? The, <laughs> yeah, I think I know where you're Edward, going with it. With Edward Norton, yeah. You remember Tim Blake Nelson's character? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the comics, yeah. he's a he's a character called the leader. Yeah, the leader, yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
I would not be surprised if that's what we're getting. I, that'd that was, be great that's to what see. I thought too. Yeah, so I, I'm not 100% sure yet, but like I, I like where it's heading. And like you, dude, I, I'm enjoying the fourth wall breaking. Uh, I'm hoping she does like in they do may make her do like what she did in the comics where she ends up talking to the writer. <laughs> so <laughs> I would be great if she talks to the to the showrunner of the show, Jessica Gal. Like you have to do at least in the final episode, you got to do that. You have to. And I, I think if you look at it, it's the first show that actually feels like a show. Like it feels like there's no. Like, yes, there's a continuing storyline overarching, but if you pay attention to it, each episode is a different story. It just has an overarching storyline that, that through the series, like, but it's the first series that feels like a show. Every episode is different. Like, it's a different thing that she's dealing with. Whereas, you know, if it was like, let's say, a show within, with just following one storyline, it's you know it just continues that storyline for the rest of the episodes. So here, no, it's it, it's telling different stories in each episode and developing her character, developing the supporting characters. Oh, and and you know, and at the same time, it's being a procedural, it's being a comedy, and you're having fun. And it's and it's an MCU, sh- and it's in the in the MCU. Like it's doing everything that what they've been trying to achieve with, um, you know, with all these other shows before. Where like, where each episode is trying to do one thing but have an overarching storyline. Where this one is doing it successfully and entertaining you. It's their first comedy, real comedy, and it's succeeding. Like they're having fun with it. Yeah. I totally agree, man. It's and like really all the hate online. I'm, it just kind of makes me laugh. It's almost like every time I see some post or a comment from somebody where they're ripping about something that it's like we've seen scenarios like this before in the past with male characters, but now that it's a female character doing it on a female, mm-hmm. you know, lead series, they've got yep. a huge problem with it. And it's like, dude, you might as well just erase everything you wrote. And just write in, I have a fragile little male ego. And for mm-hmm. some reason, this bothers me that a yeah. woman is in the spotlight. And it's like, that's so fucking mind blowing yeah. to me. I just, and, and, I don't get it. And, and if you notice, it, like you said, every post you see about the, someone hating, it's a fucking guy. And yes, the majority of them are white males. But, you know, I've seen some Latin guys, I've seen some. Uh, African-American guys, I've seen even Asian guys complaining about it, but like 90% of it is just white males, just from like, get over yourselves, dude. You are not the, you are not the, the, you know, the center of the universe. You never have been, you never will be. Like, please, there are other people in this world besides you. Just <laughs> fuck off. And, and, and it's so irritating. Dude, when I saw uh, the post about, you know, uh, she girl twerk. I mean, she Hulk um twerking, and people and all these dudes complaining on it. And I was just like, so instead of being like, damn girl, you were like, damn this girl dancing on the TV screen. What the fuck are they doing? They're ruining the MCU. What the fuck? <laughs> They're ruining the MCU. <laughs> 
instead of instead of being like every you know uh, uh, person in the world that is attracted to a hot, beautiful, giant woman, being like, "Damn, it's fucking hot, man." So, do that again. <laughs> Can we replay that part? You know, instead of doing that, you're you're more like, I can't now, now, Mom, mom, they're ruining my my favorite character from the comics. <laughs> it's probably the same group of dudes that were offended by WAP when that came out. Oh yeah, I I would not be surprised. I, 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 I Dude, that song came out. I just said, hit that shit up louder, man. <laughs> yeah. Cardi B, do your thing, girl. Shit. See, that song immediately worked for me because, like, in the late 90s, early 2000s, like, I when I discovered Ghetto House, mm-hmm. like, the, the initial, you know, there's some hoes in this house. There's yeah. some hoes. That's a fucking mm-hmm. Ghetto House beat. Like, mm-hmm. I, I remember hearing that. I, I was like, that immediately took me back to, like, fucking raves in Iowa City. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, man. It, 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 it's, oh, God, man. It's I like just... I said that list long. Bang, bang, bang. Skeet, skeet, skeet. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the percolator. It's time for the right? percolator. <laughs> oh, man. And instead, you know, instead of thinking about stuff like that, you know, you got fucking dumbasses online just being like, you're ruining my childhood. <laughs> oh my god. That, like, I love that phrase. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> like, dude, you're fucking 50. Stop crying. <laughs> you're ruining my childhood. <laughs> it's like, did this show invent a time machine and go back and change that original stuff and change? Like, No, it didn't do anything. It's like... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> no, but but overall, dude, I'm enjoying the series. I've been a fan of Tatiana Maslany for, for many, many years since I first saw her in uh, the first episode of uh, Orphan Black. I was oh, like, I've heard right, a lot man. about that show, but I've never watched it. Oh, dude, you want to get into like some like 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 sci-fi that's like out there with cloning transhumanism and like really weird stuff that's the show she dude she plays nine to ten different characters clones oh wow that are all distinctly different all of them are different and she plays all nine of them beautifully and me and steve when we reviewed that show we kept saying the same thing she needs more recognition. She should be getting awards for portraying nine different characters every season. That's really cool. And, uh, and on occasion, you know, a new sister would pop up, a new clone would pop up that she'd only probably appear for like two or three episodes. But it's like, oh, shit, here comes another one. Like, where the fuck did this one come from? So, like, when when I saw that uh, – Tatiana Maslany was cast as uh, as Jennifer Walters, aka She Hulk. I would, I knew right away. I was like, she's gonna be great. She's gonna fucking knock it out of the park. And boom, she proved in the in her first episode. I posted like, yo, she's doing. She she played nine different cl- uh, characters on 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 uh, Orphan Black. So it's no surprise that she's gonna knock it out of the park. She's gonna be amazing as. Jennifer Walters, like I, I it's like, and she's so far, she's amazing. She's doing great, and 
we're I'm enjoying it, dude. Like, believe me, like my my favorite day of the week is Thursdays. And here, and mind you, I, I have the chance to watch the show anytime during the day. But I wait till I've you know I've completed my work. I work till I wait till I, I I've done everything I need to do because I just want to watch that show with nobody bothering me. I just want to enjoy it. I want to have fun with it and just you know enjoy an MCU story where I'm not you know I'm not seeing it going like what is this going to lead to? I'm just no, it's a fun show and and it's in the MCU and I'm having and it's great. It's funny. It's telling a really good story, and everybody in the cast is great. Like, you brought back, you know, an amazing actor in Tim Roth to play Blonsky, a.k.a. Abomination. Oh, and he's so charming in this, too. Yep, yep. So, it's so great. You bring him, and, like, anybody who doesn't like Tim Roth, I I just say, I feel sorry for you, man. You're missing out on a great actor. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Uh, You know, and... And God, I remember getting overall. I remember getting introduced to Tim Roth at a super young age with Pulp Fiction and then Reservoir Dogs. Oh, I think yeah, I was in because I went and saw Pulp Fiction in the theater, and I remember it just blowing my fucking mind. And then I was like, Quentin Tarantino, what else has he done? And you know, then watching Reservoir Dogs and being like, holy shit! And, right, um, dude. The the other one, like I love the I love uh, Wong in this episode. Oh yeah, I mean, you can just say that about all of Phase Four. Pretty yeah. much, I, I like Phase Wong. It's it's been fucking great. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, how excited were you when he said, "Have you ever heard of Akumite?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Blood Sport." <laughs> exactly. I was like, "Oh my god, yes, yes, bring it back!" Like, have you seen that shit? <laughs> I had to pause it and explain so to Aiden what Akumite was. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like "We'll watch Blood Sport sometime. Don't worry." <laughs> Dude, and. and Speaking of Bloodsport, now just to step on a quick tangent, like I recently just finished um, season four of Cobra, Cobra Kai because uh, uh, I found out that season five is dropping uh, next week, uh, September 9th. Nice. So in the one episode, one of the the second half of, of season four, you know, the all valleys, you know, it's made now no female competitors and male competitors, not just guys. So every dojo has to get. Uh, a woman to come onto the team, or the, if you don't have one, and so they get this girl on uh, Johnny Lawrence's crew, and dude, she knows all the '80s action martial arts movies. She just starts naming them off, and I and I've seen this, I've seen this, I'm like, I've seen all those movies. I was like, yes, I know all those movies. I was like, holy shit, this is awesome i was like what the fuck uh it's so great dude i I love when a show knows how to bring in nostalgia without having to overdo it and that shows doing a great job with it um but back to she hulk um i just have one complaint with this recent episode dude what's one fucking complaint uh the guy who plays pug Mm mm-hmm uh, the the attorney uh, uh, portrayed by uh, uh, Josh Sagara, they're saying his character's last name wrong, <laughs> <laughs> and it I, and I know this is a stupid nitpick, and the only reason I know that last name is being said wrong is because I dated a girl whose name was Puglisi, and it 
And every time that a, that judge kept saying it, I'm like, dude, you're fucking saying it wrong. Why is nobody on? <laughs> there's there's nobody from New York there saying that this name is being said wrong. Like, this is an Italian name. Somebody from New York has to be there saying Puglisi because the guy was saying some other Puglisi or some whatever the fuck it was. And I'm like, it's a mis- <laughs> I thought he said like P- uh, Pugliasi or something like that. Yeah, some shit like that. Yeah. And I'm just like, you're saying it wrong. You're saying it wrong, and and I was getting so upset every time they said, it. and then, and I could just and I go to myself, I can just imagine, uh, um, the girl I used to go out with, her just going like they're saying my last name wrong, they're saying it wrong, <laughs> she's just going ape shit right, because I remember her being like, that's one thing that bothers me. She she would say, I hate when people mispronounce my last name. <laughs> so I was just like, she's gotta be going apeshit watching this, <laughs> dude. But I, but it bothered me too because I knew the correct pronunciation. I was just like, what the fuck is? I didn't was was nobody on set Italian? Like, come on. <laughs> oh, look, that, was, but, um, that was the only problem. Um, speaking of Cobra Kai, though, I, I still need to watch season four. Me and the boys um, binged all the, the first three seasons. And nice. like, well, I I shouldn't say we binged it because we really did only watch like an episode or two a night. But it kept us really busy for a few weeks. And um, uh, we watched Karate Kid one and two. And then knowing that, that Terry Silver was coming back in for season four, I was like, oh, we got to watch Karate Kid three. Yeah. And at the time, it wasn't streaming anywhere. And I was like, I'm fucking not buying Karate Kid three. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no and so no. that's what kind of train wrecked us on that. But now it's like, fuck, we're a couple seasons behind again. And, and still oh, have dude. to watch Karate Kid three. Dude, uh, for me. I um I I'm not gonna lie to you. I waited. I, I it became one of those things that I said I would watch season three. I would watch season three. And I just didn't have time. And then season four dropped, and the same thing happened. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna catch. And finally, uh, these past few weeks, I just said fuck it. I, like season five is coming up. I'm just gonna have to fucking. And, but I would do it like like you were doing. I was doing two episodes at night. You know, just knocking it out to when i had a chance like that you know there's some nights because you know we have to watch other stuff for for the podcast that i didn't have a chance to but um uh, that's what i was doing you know two episodes a night and i i thought i was going to finish right before uh season five drops next week but i made it just in time like uh, i finished early i was like sweet (laughs) (laughs) but but I, I love that show, dude. It it has the right amount of nostalgia for Karate Kid fans, and also can tell a story its own story without having to, you know, keep going back to the pond uh, with nostalgia. So, and you have to just love the '80s music that they put on there, man, and the montages too. And so I'm like, yo, this is so '80s, but it's fucking 2020 something. <laughs> <laughs> I was really excited with the way season three ended also. And, yeah. and, and so I, I do want to get back into it. I, I just need to get, and, and I'm sure if I bring it up with the boys, they'll be like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> uh, I, I will tell you this though. You need to see uh three with, with you, with your kids. Uh, oh yeah. Because, we will. I just looked it because, up too. It's streaming on Showtime right now. And so I can, you have Paramount that. plus. Uh, yeah. 
you don't need you need a, a Showtime app anymore. You can just go to Paramount Plus, and the Showtime Hub is there now. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah, cool. like I, I, I deleted my Showtime. I was like, I don't need this shit anymore. It's all there. <laughs> 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 but uh, nice. but yeah, the reason why is because you remember the the fighter that that Daniel had to fight in the third one. Yeah, yeah, Mike yeah. Barnes. Yeah, he's he's, he's in in the fifth season, right? Yeah, and I was like, "All right, like now we're getting it on. Now it's good. Like, now, let's do this." <laughs> I wonder if you. I wonder if you guys had brought that up on Scenic Cast last week. I, I brought it up. Okay, like, okay, that's why it sounds that's familiar. That's that's yeah. how I knew that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was me because I I just finished it. Uh, uh, this that was it Saturday or Friday? Yeah, so Saturday or Friday I finished it. That was, a, that was a fun episode with you guys. I can't believe Steve liked Samaritan as much as he did. <laughs> bro, I'm still it, laughing about it. Bro, there are some movies where I just sit there and look at Steve and I'm like, how the hell are you a cinephile? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I say this with much love because Steve's fucking great. But <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, he is. He is. He's, he's fucking great. It's just, it just sometimes you got to question his, his film taste and just be like, the fuck is wrong with you, man? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, oh boy! <laughs> and the, the, the great thing is, like, you—he'll give you ten movies, and you'll look at eight of them and be like, "Oh, these are great." And then that ninth one, you'll just be like, "What the fuck, dude? Like, <laughs> are you okay?" What is I'm, this sh- I'm sure I'd be guilty of that too. There's there's some movies that I have that I absolutely love that you know I'm, I'm sure probably that many people, other people, at least people that I know, <laughs> haven't seen. But it's ones that I just fucking love, and I'll go back and watch over and over again. Uh, so, it's just know. it's just some movies, you know, where where like you know it's bad, and somehow Steve loves it. And I'm just like the fuck dude did you not see what the rest of us saw (laughs) (laughs) it's so confusing to us is that sometimes like trust me man there's so many movies there steve will just say oh i really liked it we're we're like when we used to have like it was more than just me and him it was uh kenny and and my 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 friend cecil and and we sometimes you know all like Three of us would be in unison. Yeah, this movie is bad because of this, this, and this. And Steve would just sit there like, no, man, I thought it was good. And we were like, what the hell are you watching? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, we're it, not the only ones. Like, the, the rest of the internet said it's bad. <laughs> well, and like we were talking about with ratings earlier, he's always got reasons to back it up to. Well, I liked it because of this, this, and this. And so it's like he's able to back it up. I mean, sometimes. Sometimes. Other times it's like, <laughs> <Sometimes>. really? <laughs> Really? You thought the story was good? Where? <laughs> His ears are burning right now, and he's probably like, "What is going on?" <laughs> no, but no, but he, he does make uh, uh, great picks with movies and and everything. It's just uh, like, yeah, but you're right. Like a lot of us have those movies where everybody will be like, uh, you know, it's just, it's just. His, some of his choices, I'm telling you, dude. Like, I don't, I don't even see like hardcore cinephiles be it, picking those movies. It's just like, I don't know, dude. <laughs> 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 uh, 
he just dude he'll just surprise you sometimes and, and then, but that's that's always great about it like you you'll find a movie that you probably know or think it sucks and for so many reasons and he'll come out of nowhere like no man this movie has this 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 and this and this and you're just sitting there going like yeah i disagree with everything you just said but hey <laughs> <laughs> that's fine you liked it I don't know why, but you liked it. <laughs> um, oh, one thing I thought of earlier that I forgot, I, I neglected to bring up when we were talking about the Joker. Have you ever read the the comic book um, Batman White Knight? No, but I've heard of it. Oh, dude, it is, and it, it's it's a Joker centric story where Joker gets given like a new medication and it straightens him out and he's not crazy anymore. And then he comes to this like conclusion that Batman is the worst thing that is happening to Gotham. His, his one man war on crime is actually making the city worse. And so he runs for mayor and starts campaigning to make Batman stop. And Bruce Wayne or Batman just cannot fucking believe. Like, he's like, no, this is an act. He He's not really in like, it's it's this amazing story that it actually wow. portrays the Joker as the good guy and Batman is more of the bad guy and it totally works and the the thing is uh written and and uh artwork is by um uh Sean Murphy who I don't know if you've ever seen any of his stuff but he's got a very distinctive art style that's just fucking incredible um mm. and and I know he's followed it up with other ones but so far I've only read the first one and it's uh, maybe an eight-issue miniseries. But yeah, Batman White Knight, totally worth checking out um, for any of you people out there that might be looking for comic book recommendations. True, true. I'll have to check it out. I'd love to see a storyline like that where the Joker, you know, comes straight, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm he, a good guy, everyone. He did, uh, uh, Sean Murphy did artwork on a book with that Mark Miller wrote for Image Comics. It's a mini series called Chrononauts and it's a time travel story. Yeah. Where this this guy invents time travel and he's supposed to just go back in time and basically not let anybody see him and just record Christopher Columbus landing on the shore of America and then come right back. And like this video feed is supposed to be getting sent back to present day where everybody around the world is like watching this happen. Right. And instead he goes back and then they're like, Hey, we lost him. We don't, we don't know. Like mission controls. Like we don't know where he's at. And then all of a sudden the video feed comes through and he's talking to his partner. Who's like a guy who's like able to build like suits and stuff like that. So the one guy built like the time travel device and the other guy built like a suit that has like a battery in it that like kind of like powers the stuff. So they're kind of like a partnership working together. And instead he comes over the video feed and he's like, dude, fuck all that. Come, come, come and start jumping through time with me and having fun. And so then like mission controls, look at his buddy and like, you fucking better not. And he hits the button and fucking goes. And so chrononauts is these two guys who invented time travel, basically jumping around through time, just having fun. But in the course of it, they totally fuck everything up and then time gets all fucked and then they got to go in and fix it. And then it's got this beautiful little bit at the end of the last issue that dude, it brings so much heart to that series. So, I mean, the book is funny 
it's got it's action packed. It's illustrated beautifully by Sean Murphy. It's it's a Mark Miller book, so it's like impeccably written. And then it's got this incredible amount of heart at the end. It's one of the best comic book miniseries that's out there, in my opinion. It's it, but it just made me think of it because the same guy who went on to then do Batman White Knight. But yeah, Chrononauts definitely check that one out. Yeah, that sounds cool. Like a cool story. I would, I would actually would like to see that as a TV series. Oh, that would that be the sounds- shit if they had. Well, that and there was. Um, I think it was Netflix. Didn't they buy uh, like Miller World or whatever it's called, where it's like all of his yeah. stuff? Yeah. They what did. are they doing with that? I mean, granted, they did like Jupiter's Circle Jerk or whatever that was, and that wasn't very good. <laughs> surprisingly okay here's one of those things where me and steve actually agree on something we both enjoyed it and he just kept me like look it's exactly like the comic and i was like oh wow this is pretty cool like, hmm. so I, I watched just, enough of it to where i was like this isn't keeping me engaged oh i, I, that, I don't know i, I, I love the comic it. i never read the comic so so but I, I was into it steve's the one that was just you know introducing different things to me as uh, as the story kept going along, telling me, "Oh, well, this is this, this is that," and I was like, "Oh, wow, this is really cool." And I was into the story. Like by the time the episode, eight episodes were were done, I was like, "Oh, wow!" Like I hope I, we get the second season. And you know, a few weeks later, no, nope, it's canceled. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of Netflix's like, oh, well, mo right? anyway. So so yeah. maybe maybe that was kind of a scary company to buy. <laughs> buy all of yeah. you know the rights to his stuff anyway but i was really hoping yeah, yeah that they'd do chrononauts uh i would have really liked to have seen them uh do the magic order also which is another really great um uh fairly recent miller book came out within the last like three or four years um, yeah yeah and, and netflix did do something called the magic order and i was like oh fuck here it is and i'm like nope just has the same title has nothing to do with the mark miller book yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what they're doing, especially now. Like, I, and I follow Mark Millar on on Twitter, and uh, you know, whenever he's posting about stuff that's going on with Netflix, like I see it, but I haven't seen anything recently. And and I think with everything that happened, they're just like, what do we do now? <laughs> <laughs> you I know, think about it because like they fired people. They They've closed departments that were supposed to be like, we're going to, you know, keep growing and this and that and nothing. (laughs) I think it was in C2E2 and I think 2018, uh, there was a panel that I went and saw and it was just like, it was basically like listening to a podcast because it was just, um, they had like this, like, like a couple like big comfy chairs up on the stage with like a coffee table in between them. And Mark Miller was sitting on one and, um, Oh my God, I'm totally blanking on the guy's name now. Totally. He's the guy who, who created, uh, Miles Morales and Jessica Jones. Uh, um, uh, fuck Bendis, right? Yes. Yes. yes um, yes. they, then they just talked and it was, so engaging to listen to. But Mark Miller at one time was talking about how when he first pitched the idea to Marvel for Marvel Zombies, and they were all like, fucking what? And then a little while later, they did Marvel Zombies. <laughs> but he was like, because he, he's Scottish. And so when he's telling the story, he's like, he's like, it's all the heroes, but the zombies. <laughs> it's incredible. It was so cool to listen to. They were both, both great. They, they, Man, they those guys should have a podcast. <laughs> yeah, because I, 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 they could talk. 
Yeah, like I've I've seen videos of like comic book artists and writers just talking about uh, their work, and you just see like just they're just storytelling. Like that's all they're really doing. Like talk, they're talking about their work, and if you really pay attention, it's like they're just telling stories, just like they do in their comics. That's all they're doing, and it actually really fun and and cool like to hear them talk about their work like that and how they come up with it and everything and and it's hilarious and or even just hearing you know backstories or stuff the way they 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 just you know put it into words and you're just like sitting there going like wow he's making it sound so amazing it's probably mundane as fucking (laughs) (laughs) dude speaking of of um of uh, comic creators and being awesome to talk to uh, this uh, la- this past week uh, I was uh, uh, fortunate enough to be with um, Brian from PCL on Monday. We interviewed Declan Shalvey, who's got a new book coming out uh, from image comics called old dog. And that's really rad, dude. It's this guy who's like, it been in the CIA his whole life and it's kind of some shit went down. And so now he's, the agency's been pissed at him. He's just been chained to a desk, and then this big accident happens, and then he wakes up eight years later from a coma and finds out that, oh, you were in this big accident, the whole team that was with you is dead, and you've got these powers now, and they seem to be some sort of regenerative abilities, and so mm. they're putting him back in the field as, like, an assassin, and and basically every issue is going to be him in, on a different mission in a different city. So it's almost going to feel more like a like a TV show, like episodes nice. of a TV show instead of, you know, a, 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 like, and it'll all be kind of, you know, linked together, but not concurrently. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not yeah. like, yeah. And just the, but Declan Shalvey was so great to talk to. He's Irish too, so he's got a fantastic voice and his accent was great. Nice. But he just had such this, engaging awesome personality to talk to and um i'd read another book of his uh called uh, bog bodies which is an image uh graphic novel that's it's a quick read too it's only like 100 pages and it's about this irish um it takes place in ireland and it's this like i'm guessing he's in his like late teens early 20s something like that and he's been doing stuff working with these local gangsters and this gangster friend of his comes and picks him up and is like hey we got to you know, we got to go up into the mountains and get rid of this body. And when they get there, he pops open the trunk and there's another associate of theirs down there that's like pointing a gun at him, shoots, misses the kid, and he takes off running. And so he realizes, fuck, they're here to kill me. I'm the body we have to get rid of. And so he's got to try and escape from these dudes. What? Oh, it's, it's such a great book. And it's got some some maybe supernatural elements to it to it as well. Nice. Um, very, very engaging. So... Um, so yeah, Declan Shalvey's writer and an artist, um, like he's done art for, for like Deadpool and Moon Knight and stuff. Um, That's cool. awesome to talk to. And then last night me and, and Brian had me on with, for another one and was with uh, Janine Daling also. And we talked with Melissa Flores, who's got an image book out right now called the dead lucky, which is really cool. And she was great to talk to as well. Um, nice. so like, yeah, all these, these comic creators that we've talked to lately, it's like, Every one of them, I've gotten off being like, fuck, that person should have their own podcast. <laughs> like, they really know how to talk and, like, very engaging stuff. Um, but, yeah, the dude, the Dead Lucky was great, too. That is um, – uh, it's this woman that had been in the military 
And then she got out and she's kind of got these powers where she can see like the, like the energy signatures of like her platoon members that died and they're like still with her. And she's able to kind of take those energies and she can like put them into like a mech. And so as Melissa was telling us about this, she was saying that eventually as this story goes on, she's going to have like her whole platoon back with her and they're basically going to be fucking ghosts operating mechs. Oh, that sounds fucking awesome. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Sounds amazing. (laughs) Hell yeah. And uh, so, yeah, super exciting books coming out from Image. Um, You know, as usual, Image is just one of those companies that, you know, and I'd said earlier, if if you're... If you're on the fence about comics and you're looking to get into it, Image Comics is a great one to get into. There's there's generally not um, – you're not going to have that same sense of like, oh, it's it's overwhelming. Where do I start if I'm getting into Marvel or DC? Yeah. Because they've got so – they've got decades so many stories, yeah. of, of history in there. Where where do you jump in? Or if you're like a character like Batman there's or Spider-Man or something, it's like there's so many different titles. Which, which book do you even pick up to read? Whereas mm-hmm. with Image, it's and it's all creator owned, also. So yeah, you know, it, it isn't something like, you know, like like bringing up Brian Michael Bendis earlier. Him, he created Miles Morales. He created uh, Jessica Jones. Is he getting giant paychecks because these people are in movies now? No, oh. <laughs> he doesn't because he fucking created them for Marvel. Marvel owns the things he created. Had he yeah. created those characters for an Image comic he would own the rights to those. And so that's the exciting thing about these writers, um, you know, publishing books through image and the image just has this uncanny ability to say yes to very, very good stuff. Um, now I'm yeah. not going to say that I've never read a shitty image book because I have, but that's going to come down to taste. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm sure yeah. that book was for somebody, but yeah, but man, more times than not, man, it's like that chrononauts book I brought up earlier. That's, that's image. True. Yeah. Yeah. Um. With from what I've learned with regarding image, like they're they're very uh, they're willing to give people a chance with their obscure stories because they know, like, yeah, you're not gonna go anywhere else, and 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 you know, they're not gonna give you what we're gonna give you to what you want to do with your book. You know. Like, yep. Like they they're willing to take a chance on. on on an artist or a writer just being like, I want to tell this really interesting story and you know, it's not attached to anything. It's just its own self-contained story. And, and it's, here's what I want to do. And it's usually stuff that they want to take a chance with that. They're like, look, I, I think it's really like, you know, really good story. And, you know, image comics just seems to always be like, yeah, fuck it, do it. <laughs> and one of the cool things that Melissa said uh, when we were talking to her last night, she said the image has given her almost like no notes on anything. Dude. Like it's just, you know, Hey, we're going to spell check it for you and make sure it looks good. And, you know, otherwise meet your deadlines and we're happy. And so what a cool company to work for. And, um, Oh, the, both of those interviews I mentioned are on the, the pop culture leftovers, uh, feed. So if you, if anybody wants to check those out, highly recommend it because they were really, really wonderful conversations to have, with, with both of those creators. True. Oh, dude. Um, 
Oh, what was I, I totally lost what I was going to say there. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was like like trying to catch a fish in water. As you squeeze it, and it's just, shoo, it's gone. <laughs> I just love it when that happens. It's like, oh, wait, I had something. What? I forgot what it was. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, speaking and- of trying to catch sneaky little things, um, uh, my wife's birthday was on Wednesday. And Ooh. so as it was getting uh, – as the – uh, sun was going down. We went out to the, there's this, uh, historic bridge kind of close to our house that yeah. it's, um, you know, it's only a couple miles away. So pretty easy to get to. So we went out there to, to watch the, the sun go down and there's a boat ramp out there. And so at one point we walked down right by the water to get, uh, pictures, you know, right by the water's edge. And there were all yeah. these tiny little frogs down there by the water that like it could have sat like in like on a penny and and not had any bit of it hanging off i mean tiny little frogs and dude for frogs that were that small they were able to jump for like 18 inches to like almost two feet wow they were fucking so hard to catch i was scrambling around down there like a little kid trying to catch them and finally i figured it out and i was catching them one after another Shit, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking almost 42-year-old man scrambling around trying to catch frogs. What is wrong with me? <laughs> uh, I'm the opposite. I'll be just like, yeah, I'm, I'm over here. Uh, you go ahead and do that, man. Oh, uh, yeah, you probably would with your fear of snakes <laughs> and shit. <laughs> yep. Like, now nah, I'm good. I'm over here. Don't worry about me. <laughs> Dude, that, that was what Liam was like. Uh, like my 12, uh, he just turned 12. Newly minted 12-year-old. Nice. Um, we I we told him we're like, dude, if you catch one of those little frogs, we will give you twenty dollars in cash right now. And like he was like, I don't want to touch it. What what is, it looks like it's slimy. <laughs> <laughs> just dying laughing. I'm like touch uh, it, and so I'm like holding the frog in my hand. I'm like touch it, just take it. And he wouldn't take it. It was so yeah, funny. If, if you would have offered me money, I'm like, let me go get some gloves. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way I was gonna touch it. Let me go get some gloves, man. I, that's I, that, that's it. I got this. Other than that, I'm like, nope, not happening. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is too funny. <laughs> Touching that thing could be poisonous, man. Fuck, uh, I want to die. It was about a month ago or so. I was out on a walk and I, I came across a snake, and so I just snapped a picture and sent it to you. <laughs> oh my god, no! You're oh like, god, nope, remember? Yeah, nope, 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 nope. Not happening. No, 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 no. It's like uh, a I'm... tiny little brown snake. I don't even think they have teeth. <laughs> <laughs> It'll still suck something out. <laughs> nah, uh, uh, no, not happy. I don't care. I don't care if it's just a, a green old, uh, a, a damn old garden snake. But nope, not happening. I don't care. Get it away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time I was out climbing. I found a little blue racer snake that Ooh. was probably only about like six to eight inches long. And Shit. the thing was so chill. I picked it up and it just wrapped itself around my finger and was just chilling. And I was like, oh, he's the cutest little guy. <laughs> <laughs> then it <laughs> suck your soul out. <laughs> <laughs> me, I'm like, nope, not touching it. Get it away from me. Like thinking of the bad guy from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> your soul <laughs> is mine. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna shank song you. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, I really, nah, I'm good, man. And it's uh, I, 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 I don't know if I said this last time. Like my brother won a, a a snake at a at a carnival, and it was like a little tiny six inch. They're snake giving away and, snakes as prizes. Yeah, and I, it, but it was one of those like I guess it was non poisonous, non anything, and I and even I said I was like, nope, nope, nope. Nope, not happening. I, I even called my dad. I was like, hey, this fucker's trying to bring in a fucking snake into the house. <laughs> that he won at some fair. And my dad's like, he's got his fucking mind. He's got a, he's got a freaking uh, one-year-old brother. What the fuck is wrong with him? <laughs> Florida, Florida fairs are wild. They're giving away snakes as prizes. Yeah, I, I, this was years ago, man. So many years ago. I, 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 I was I yeah I was eighteen I think he was like fourteen fifteen years old somewhere on there and he just just showed up with a snake one day <laughs> you bring that shit in the house fuck that <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel about lizards depends like I, I don't I'm not bothered by like you know like we have a lot of geckos and stuff around here small little lizards they they don't bother me. I have no issues with them, but if I know the type of lizard that like is either poisonous or you know has something on you that can cause you harm, then yeah, I'll I'll stay away. But like I, I I really don't have issues with lizards unless I know that you know they're the dangerous kind, uh, you know, or you know also you know there's gators down here, so <laughs> those are giant lizards. <laughs> yeah, those are the scary ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So definitely stay away from those. Like my mom even lives in like in her community. They have like this fucking lake uh, where the house is at. And, and I found out like a month or two after she moved to that area like oh yeah there's little gators i'm like little fuck you there's probably big motherfuckers in there <laughs> oh yeah i i've heard pretty much like any body of fresh water in florida you should just assume that there's gators in it yeah i i they eventually put up a a, a friggin uh a fence i told you, you better put a fence if you're gonna have your dog out here like that thing's gonna eat it <laughs> oh for sure it's just being a gator <laughs> yeah exactly you know and, and and the thing is it's just like you know majority of florida is it's just swampland so like they, they keep going into these areas that that were dominated by animals and then i'm like yeah you don't be surprised if you see some crazy shit dude like uh you're, you're going into where they lived like what do you expect <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's, oh my God, I had read something on the, um, there was somebody on the disc golfing subreddit had posted a picture of like a pond in the middle of a Florida disc golf course. And he was like, oh, I threw my disc in here and then I went in wading for it and I came out with like two dozen others. I can't believe this. And there was all these people commenting on there being like, you are fucking insane. You, yep. There's a reason that there's a lot of discs in there and people don't go in and get them, you moron. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. There was a recent movie I saw. Um, which, which one was it? Oh, where the crawdads sing, where uh, the lead, uh, Daisy Edgar Jones, she's, they live in Louisiana. And one of the first shots of the film, they show you that there's gators or crocodiles in the water and 
the rest of the movie, she's walking around in this water. I'm like, you're telling me she's all the way up in this uh, New Orleans, Mississippi area where, where there's all these animals and she's just wading in the water like nothing? Get the – no. Like, I'm sorry. Like, in, in all her years, she was never attacked by, by, by one of these animals. Nah. Like, I'm sorry. I don't care how much you live in an area. You had to have had some kind of like – especially because the movie – in the movie – She's left alone from like 10 years old. So she's raising herself up and she's just going out into the, into the swamp by herself. So no. Oh, that's frightening. Yeah. Like for me, like I, I was waiting, like honestly for like the first 40 minutes of the movie, I'm like, I'm just waiting for, for a gator to pop out or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I was doing. Cause they, they literally show you in the first five minutes, like a, a giant gator going into the water. Gosh, well, I, I saw another article. I think it might have been on that same uh, disc golfing subreddit that a body was found in one of those Florida ponds. And when they identified it, the like the guy's arm was not there anymore. Like he was missing his arm, and it was somebody that had been warned multiple times to that. Hey, you need to stay out of this body of water because there's gators in here. But he kept going in to try and find lost discs. Cause I think he was turning around, maybe selling them or something like that, but he had been warned multiple times. And so he was going in at night instead. And so it was somebody out like jogging in the morning that just saw his body floating and called it. That's in. crazy. That's insane. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I like, look, man, I, I tell everybody all the time here. Like, like, if you're going to come down here, be sure you know where you're going, where you're going to like, why? You got to find out where the, where the areas where there are no animals, dude. Like, there's no animals. Got to be sure about that. And everybody's like, why? Like, you want to get eaten by a gator or, you know, a python? Like, yeah, we have pythons here now. Like, we have those. Like, Oh, that's so wild, too. And it's mm-hmm. they're not indigenous. And it's because the nope. amount of people that were like, I want to have a, a python as a pet. Mm-hmm. And then realizing that it's like, dude, that's a snake. It's never going to love you like a dog. And it's yeah. never even gonna like kind of love you like a cat. <laughs> like, it's, it's a snake. Yeah, I, <laughs> get the fuck uh, out of here. And then they let him go in the wild, and now it's like a big yeah. problem. Yeah, they let him go in the Everglades, where you know the the main area where gators are here in South Florida, and they let him go in there, and they eventually grow up ten, twelve feet, and like we've had like situations where they've had to send in uh, uh, snake killers in there just to wrangle up as many pythons as possible because they're like, yo, we can't let these motherfuckers, uh, uh, you know, take over the, the, the area. Oh, there was a show on, I think it was on Peacock with Craig Robinson where, where he was getting into that, uh, killing snakes down in Florida to, to make a buck. It was a really, really funny show. Yeah. Yeah. It's on Peacock. I, 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 I forgot what it's called. Um, something about killing, and and I I heard it got a second season. Oh, I think it's called Killing It. Yeah, that's it, Killing. It. Yeah, yeah, it got a second season. I, I I put it on my on my watch list, and I just haven't had a chance to watch it. Uh, but I I definitely want to check it out because I I do like Craig Robbins. Craig Robinson's great. Like, uh, he just plays some really awesome characters, and even if they're the characters you only see once or twice in the in a movie or TV show. But they always come like, for example, he plays this uh, 
uh, a criminal on uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine that gets along with the guy that keeps arresting him, and they, they just, just becoming friends. And, it, and it, <laughs> his name is Doug Judy, and and he starts off as being called the Pontiac Bandit. And after and every season they bring him back for one or two episodes to deal with the situation, and eventually by the final season, like they're just friends. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, it's it's so great. It's it's so good, but but it's, he always just like whenever his episodes would pop up, I'm like all right, I'm in. Like it's it's a it's a it's a Doug Judy episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those shows to where I I think I watched maybe like the first episode or two, and like not at the time that it was coming out, but like you know within like the last year or two. Yeah, and it, it always comes down to just time. It's, I I really don't yeah. have too much time to. To, oh, I feel to, just, to just watch stuff like that, even yeah, if it's I, something that I really enjoy. Like I loved those episodes of Killing It that I watched, but I never got back to it and finished it. Oh yeah, it, it, it's finding time, and also like me, I, I tell everybody asks me like, "How do you find the time?" I'm like, "Look, man, I don't have any responsibilities. I'm single. Uh, I don't have kids. I, I make time. Like I." I I don't have any except from paying my bills and my rent and my car payment and my insurance. I don't have that many responsibilities, dude. Like that's it. Like I keep my place clean. That's about it. Like I find I have the time. Like and but you know sometimes also life takes over and you got other stuff to do. Not just sit there and watch TV. But but what I, I like doing when it comes to like sitcoms like that, I wait till it's like the last bit of the night. And I just I said, you know, I'm either gonna watch a, co- a few episodes of this or just leave it on till I pass out. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, that's what I do. Like, uh, I'll, like lately, I've been watching. Um, do you remember ABC's um, <clears throat> TGI Fridays? TGI oh yeah, F? yeah, yeah. So you remember they had Family Matters. <laughs> yep. Uh, step by step. <laughs> Patrick uh, Duffy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suzanne so, Summers. Mm-hmm. So I, I even remember the fucking said. theme songs to some of those oh, yeah. shows. They're like permanently in my fucking brain. <laughs> oh, no, you, you, you're going to love this. So I hadn't seen Step by Step since it was finished. Like I, ne- I never saw reruns. I never saw it in syndication, anything like that, nothing like that. So I recently found out that it's on HBO Max. So I decided, ah, let me just check it out. Dude, I remember every episode that I've seen. (laughs) 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 And uh, I've gotten up to the fourth season, and I'm just sitting going like, I still remember everything that happens in these episodes. I'm like, I know what's gonna happen. I this is the episode that this happens. This is yeah, I and it's crazy. And then um one of the guys in it, um the, the cousin who plays Cody, he's uh-huh. um he's uh his name is Sasha Mitchell. He takes over the kickboxer franchise after Van Damme left. And in <laughs> in that one, in that one, um both the 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 brother that ends up in the wheelchair and kickboxer and Van Damme's character get killed. Oh shit. Yeah, so like he ends up, you know, becoming like like uh learning from the same teacher and everything and and um 
uh, uh, Don't Cheese Takes Over. But yeah, they have a part two, part three, and part four, and where where he's he's the new guy taking over the kickboxer. And I I remember always watching Step by Step, and then watching the kickboxer movies. I'm like, you're a dumb idiot in this movie with a good and and on uh, Step by Step with a good heart. And here. You speak normal. Because <laughs> in the show, he's always like, dude, man, like, uh, you think that, like, and the, the funny thing is, he talks like a surfer and, like, like he's from California, but they live in Wisconsin. <laughs> I was going to say, they're Midwest family, if I remember. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> so he has all this, like, dude, man, what's up? That's so awesome. Like, talking like a surfer. And I, and I'm, I'm sitting here watching. I'm just like, but you live in Wisconsin, and I, I, as a kid, you know, I'm not grasping that. I'm just knowing that ah, oh, he's a cool character. And then, oh yeah, he's also the took over Van Damme in, in the Kickboxer franchise. And I, and I'm the whole time I'm still going like, wait, but how is that possible? Like that you're two these two different characters. It's so weird. It, oh man! It, it, and he does do martial arts on the show too. I remember, like, I it, there's some stuff that he does with a kickboxing competition where this, oh, not a karate competition where this teacher from another from us from where one of the young one of Suzanne Summers kids on the show wants to be learn martial arts to defend himself, and the the sensei from from the dojo is like, no nah, man, you're a little wuss, blah blah blah. So. He ends up, you know, the the guy's a big mouth, so Cody ends up fighting him in the competition and just beats him like with simple moves, just like pa 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 pa. This guy's just like you, like all just angry. I'm like, because he's because he used to, and I love what he says too. He's just like you know, like if a guy just just don't just walk away, man. There's no reason to take it, you know. But there's no reason for you to be listening to this bullshit. And then the guy pushes him, and he's just like, you know, and when the second time that happens. Dude, you totally kicked the dude's ass. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I'm like, that's a nice karate lesson. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, um, I, I, I've been watching that like on late night. Like, I just put on a couple of episodes, and or I either pass out. Like, I love revisiting shows like that. Like, I've seen like when the pandemic started. I saw when Family Matters was on. Um, Hulu. I saw most of that, most of the series. I, I think I stopped like season six or seven because like that's when the show started getting a little. Eh, it's not as good as it used to be. Uh, <laughs> um, but and yeah, but I love revisiting all all those old shows. Like I used to watch um, on. Remember, you remember Martin Lawrence show Martin? Uh, I remember the show, but I never watched it. Oh yeah, dude! I I saw all five seasons are on uh, HBO Max. I saw that uh, the Wayne's Brothers show. I saw that recently too. That that shit was hilarious. And and I even though the same thing that I remember back in the day that I I remember not liking the fifth season as much as I the final season as much as I uh, I remember liking it um, the first time I saw it. Yeah, like I've been watching. I love watching old sitcoms like that from the '80s and '90s. It's just because it brings you back to a time where you're just like, ah, oh, I was so innocent, and so <laughs> and didn't have to think things through. And 
Like, why can't I just enjoy shows like this now? <laughs> and you realize, no, writing is better. <laughs> yeah. uh, one of my favorite movies, kind of back from that era, that it featured a like a California surfer type dude being transplanted to the Midwest was a movie called Airborne. Do you remember that? It was the the kid that uh, he's like really into rollerblading, and he he ends up it's either in it's it's one of those northern Midwest states where like hockey's really big, and because like all the 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 you know the bad boys are like playing hockey, and but then they also have rollerblades also. And I've so seen this movie. It's it's got a very young Seth Green, a very young yep. Jack Black. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah I, that movie's I, fun yeah. as hell. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that in forever. This is one of those movies that you saw as a kid and then you never saw it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we I all... saw it a, a handful of times when I was a kid because, you know, we were all, you know, I grew up in a, a, a small Midwestern town and we we all like had skateboards and rollerblades and stuff like that that, the, you know, we'd try and be cool with. And just watching a movie where somebody was doing lots of cool rollerblading tricks at the time. I think that was like the only movie I'd ever seen where it was like, you know, rollerblading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, have you ever seen, um, I, just, I just got, I got Steve to watch it earlier this year. Uh, Christian Slater's uh, Gleaming the Cube. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, that that one that that one was always a good. And Tony Hawk's, you know, his peers in it. <laughs> yeah, he's like playing like a pizza delivery guy or something, isn't he? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, that Did one, you watch yeah, that but, Tony Hawk documentary until the wheels fall off on HBO? No, no, I haven't oh, seen it. Oh fuck, it was so good. Yeah, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it a lot. It covers his whole. I mean, it covers his his whole life up to this point. And nice. like all this stuff with his early career when he was first starting, he was just this little kid and like, you know, they, they him trying to be cool with like the pro skaters at that time. And like, basically one of them came up and like hawked a loogie, like right on the grip tape of his board. It was like, what? basically like, fuck you. We don't like you and all your fucking stupid flippity do tricks. But then <laughs> as soon as he really, you know, then he like, when he got a little bit older and was like really bringing that stuff to like the X games and stuff. Then it like really turned the skating world on its head. And it's always like, and then yeah. it's like, Oh, it is all about these flips and, and rotations and stuff like that. And like these older, you know, the old guard, they just weren't able to do that sort of stuff. And so that was kind of where some of that, you know, anger yeah. and stuff comes. Of comes course. In. Yeah. It, it, like any, any, with any um, sport or me- you know art medium, whatever you want to call it, um, th- there's always going to come someone later on and do just do something new and different that's going to change the game. Whether it be you know in comics and movies and in skateboarding and sports, it- it's always going to change. Like it's it's called uh, you know evolution. Yep, evolution. And, yep, the the progression and, of the sport. Exactly. So so like yeah. And you can understand, you know, like like the old skaters being like, no, that's not how you do it. And then they see something new and different. They're like, okay, maybe I was wrong. Like this is actually, you know, they, they eventually have to understand like, oh, no, this is the new the new norm. Like this is what's going to make. And if you think about it, without Tony Hawk, like I don't think the, the skateboarding goes to the level that it eventually becomes. Like, No, probably the- not. He, I mean he really like – 
you know, pushed that up into the, the, the cultural zeitgeist that so many more people were aware of it because he made it so fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the fact that, you know, he made it cool and he got very famous for it that like he, he wasn't a dick about it. He was just, no, I just want to make the sport better for everyone, you know? <laughs> yeah. I he's reportedly a super cool person. Like he's in that pantheon of awesome celebrities or like Keanu Reeves. Yeah. You know, where so, it's just a, a, just a stellar human being that it hasn't let their celebrity and stuff turn them into an asshole. Exactly. And and I mean, think about it to this day, the fact that, you know, he's in his 50s now and, and still being recognized as one of the world's greatest skateboarders ever. I, that's crazy. And then and he started back in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember uh, watching a, a, a climbing uh, documentary called Progression, and it was talking about like the the progression of like climbing and stuff like that. And one of the things I'm pretty sure this was in progression. It might've actually been in King lines, which was a different movie. I'm getting lost in stupid details. They were talking about the old guard of pro climbers in the mid nineties were like very arrogant. And like the, like a lot of the pros were just outright dicks. But around that time, that was when climbing gyms started getting really, really popular and so there were all these kids that had grown up climbing in gyms that all of a sudden started going and climbing outside. And the the at the time, there was this dude named Chris Sharma that was kind of like the, the best climber in the world. And he they're, – they're interviewing this um, uh, former pro climber that now he's more of a photographer named Boone Speed. And he was saying that he was projecting something in the Virgin River Gorge – that was like cutting level sport climbing, like the hardest of the hard in the grade. Right. And Chris Sharma, I think was like 13 at the time and basically walked up, roped up and did the thing in like one go. And then that's when Boone Speed was like, I guess I'm done being a pro climber. (laughs) (laughs) Like this fucking 13 year old just hiked, just hiked my project. And also like all these other, like, cause I was like Tommy Caldwell and, and like all these other like young kids that were coming out of the gym and just absolutely crushing. And they all had this like youthful exuberant spirit that it was like the, the old guard were like very like dickish and just asshole people. And then versus like these young, happy kids that are coming out and just crushing all their projects. And so it's like the old guard just kind of like quietly fucked off into the night. And that's when these kids kind of took over. And what's wild is then, um, okay. So yeah, in the film progression, uh, Chris Sharma meets a young Adam Andra who at the time was only like 15, I think. And he was from the Czech Republic. And there was like lots of people being like, this kid's going to be like the next Chris Sharma. And then they start working together. And eventually Adam Andra like sends a hard project before Chris does. And so then Chris is like laughing in the film being like, it's the torch is yours now, buddy. Have fun with it. Everybody's watching you. <laughs> Let's see how far you push the grade, you know, right. because like yeah. Sharma came in and I think he was one of the first people to do like, I think he might've been the first person to do like a 15 B, which is, you know, like, I don't know. I'm, I won't try and bother explaining grades to you. It's super boring, but it's like mm-hmm. mind bogglingly hard stuff. 
where it's like imagine. incredibly difficult moves on routes that are like well over like a hundred feet, you know, like, so it takes endurance, strength, like, I don't know, it's, it's mind blowing to watch him do this stuff, but it's really cool to see that progression in a sport where that difficulty level just keeps getting notched up higher and higher. And as these new generations come into it, they're not looking at it like, oh, this is something impossible because they've already they're standing on the shoulders of all those previous pros that came before them and then yeah it, it's kind of like how it took forever for somebody to break a three minute mile but then after yep. it was done a whole bunch of other people did it because all of a sudden now oh it's that's possible we live in a world now where we know that's possible yeah, yeah. Uh, stuff like that is crazy how it just you know it just keeps evolving and and just getting you know it anything like you know sports and just how it changes and like i like i listen to a sports podcast and just how the sport of basketball has changed from what it was you know when lebron came to miami to what it is now is insane like and it's just happened in in 10 12 years and it changed like that like we and you didn't even notice it it just changed, and, I, and, I, and they're always talking about how you know it went from being you know having a big three to you need to team you need to have super teams to no you just need to build some really good players, aka the Golden State Warriors, and have specialists at each position like the Warriors had, and and it, it's crazy. Like, and you have you know Steph Curry shooting threes from half court, like with his eyes closed, like nothing. And you got another shooter that's doing his thing. You have Draymond down in the middle, just taking everybody out. And it's just insane how like, you know, the evolution of the sport, how we went from, it's a like five guys doing a bunch of like, no, it was four guys doing one, a bunch of different things. And there was one superstar, Michael Jordan, you know, to, you to eventually know you need to build a team of specialists in each position. And this is how the, there's no longer about passing it down the middle to the center and have him. It's no longer a game like how Shaq played, you know, where like every player just send it to the guy in the middle. He'll take care of it. Now it's, can we get the seven footer to shoot a three pointer? Like it, it's crazy how it's gone from, from a, a seven footer can't shoot, can't shoot from five feet to a seven-footer shooting three-pointers now. It makes more sense to have a bunch of well-rounded players. Yeah, yeah, and and that's what it's becoming. Like, a prime example of that is um, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo from Milwaukee. Um, He's he's not a great three-point shooter, but when he has to, he he shoots it, and, you know, at that clutch moment, he makes it. And it's just like... This guy's a freaking beast. He's like one of the top two, three best players in the world. Oh, I like, watched a movie recently on Disney Plus that was about him and his brothers. Rise, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. I I haven't seen it yet because like as soon as I I heard it was a Disney movie, I said, like, ah, I don't. I don't want, <laughs> it was I don't really I good. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I think it's worth checking well, out, dude. No, and it's got Yatini Bataki in it too. I mean, come on. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, hello. <laughs> 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 I got introduced to her in the Mar- in the show American Gods. <laughs> Same, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, whoa, he- well, hello. <laughs> 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 I 
my name is Kowalski. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> You're a goddess. You can take me with you. <laughs> She's going to take you somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Especially how that show goes. <laughs> oh, man. That, that was some, like, fucking, like, that first episode with her in it. I know it was like, what am I watching? What? What? Right? What the fuck just happened? It's like, what? I'm just like, <laughs> like, am I on drugs or something? I, I, I'm lost. <laughs> what goddess does she play in that? I feel like it's right on the tip of my tongue. Ah, uh, fuck, man, I haven't. I know I haven't thought about American Gods in a while. Yeah, or at least not in terms of like you know character names and stuff like. That. Yeah, me either. Oh, well, not important. <laughs> Did you watch Sandman? I haven't yet. I, not because I, I, I haven't wanted to, just finding the time. She was, Oh, I found it. She was Bilquis. Bilquis, that's it. <laughs> goddess of love identified with the Queen of Sheba. <laughs> Good Googling skills there. <laughs> I, I, I I hate to leave it like that, you know. I'm just like, what was your name again? <laughs> no, I just I, I kind of enjoyed that there was somebody screaming at their speaker right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bill Quest. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking idiot! You don't know shit. Have you even read the books? Yes, I have. I read the book. <laughs> oh man. It, it, that's that's a great book to read. I, I, I lent mine to somebody and they never gave it back. <laughs> I have so many books like that where it's like, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the one that's been the one that I, I I'll probably just end up buying a new copy of it. It's a book called Gateway, mm. and um, I'm pretty sure that's what the fuck. I'm gonna make sure I'm not slandering this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Wrong book. That's not the book. It's not the book. It's the wrong book. <laughs> okay. Yes, it is called Gateway. It's a it's a novel by Frederick Pohl, and uh, oh, it came out in 1977. Hey, look at that! I'm glad I googled it. Um, but anyway, Gateway is really cool. It takes place in the way in the future. It's a sci fi book where nice. people have found a asteroid like a really, really big asteroid that has a perpendicular orbit. So whereas, you know, like all everything orbits around the sun the way it does and more or less a flat disc, this or orbits perpendicular to it. And so the, when they first find this thing and they go and start exploring it, they find all these alien spaceships like sticking on the out the like the outside. So basically this whole asteroid has been like tunneled and like reinforced with metal. And it's got all these launch ports on it that have all these spaceships in them. And so they can get in and they can kind of move some dials around and it like changes this color spectrum on a screen. And then they hit a button and it launches and it will go to wherever it goes to. And then it'll turn around and come back and, and redock on the gateway asteroid. Now, here's the thing. They have no idea where it's going, how long it'll be gone, and how dangerous the mission is going to be. But all these people on Earth, Earth has turned into such an overpopulated uh, shithole 
that people are willing to go out and gamble their lives to jump on one of these spaceships and go somewhere to hopefully it'll go somewhere where these aliens lived at one time and they'll be able to bring back artifacts from that civilization and then sell them and become like a billionaire. And so in this book gateway, it's like having these time jumps of current day with this character who's like the richest person in the world, who's going through therapy to deal with the crazy shit that happened when he was a prospector on gateway. And then at the same time, there's time jumps in the past showing what happened leading up to the mission that made him super wealthy and super fucked up in his head. And it's a fucking incredible book. Wow. Have I not heard about this book before? Yeah. And in paperback length, I mean, it's, it's not very thick. So, I mean, it's, it's, it, it isn't like you're picking up something like Lord of the Rings, you know, that's, that's a book that's like <laughs> several inches thick. No, this is in paperback form. It's like maybe less than an inch thick. I mean, it's a, it's an easy read. And it's also such a great story that it's, it's hard to put down. Um, but it's, it's really cool. Cause at this point there's like, they call these aliens, the Heechee and they have, they've never seen any of the aliens. They just have guesses of what they might look like because like the, the seats that are in these spaceships, they're not flat like our seats are. It's more like a V. And so they have to stretch like webbing across the top of it to like make it like a comfortable seat. And so they're like, what the hell? Like these aliens have V-shaped asses. <laughs> Why are these seats <laughs> shaped like this? But otherwise they're more or less, you know, human sized things. The, the atmosphere that's in the gateway asteroid and the atmospherics and the ships and everything is compatible with humans and all that. It's, Super interesting shit. And as the books go on, because this is the first of a, a series of books called the Heechee Saga. And as it goes on, they actually find the Heechee. And when the Heechee had been just like searching the universe, they kept finding signs of civilizations that had been destroyed. And so they were like, what the fuck? And then they come to this realization that there's another sentient race somewhere in the universe that they just call the Assassins. And every once in a while, the Assassins come out. And when they find life on a planet they destroy it and so the hechi as soon as they figure this out freak the fuck out and go and hide inside a black hole and since time passes so slowly in the black hole they only come out like once a year to look around the entirety of human civilization and history happened in one of these brief times in between them popping out so it's like there's no humans and then the hechi go in their black hole and then they come back out and all of a sudden there's humans everywhere just going willy-nilly anywhere in the universe in all these Heechi spacecraft. And the Heechi are like, what the fuck? You're going to wake up the assassins. They're going to kill everybody. You got to stop this shit. And so it's super exciting. And then the humans and the Heechi like start working together. And it's a wild series of books. I think it's only like four books. Yo, that sounds like you make that into a really good uh, sci-fi series. On a, It'd be amazing a, if they did. On a smart streaming service, one that will appreciate the the you know what what the work is and how to because like you know like you can develop TV shows from all these series from all these books, but you know it's finding someone who will actually appreciate the work that come before it and and adapt it in a way where where it's still you know exactly how you read it because that sounds like a real like each book could be a season oh easily easily and also each each book is different from the last one because the the first one is like very 
specific down to the main character. His name's uh, Robin, Robinette Broadhead. So it's very much just following him. And then the second book is like a, a, a little bit of a time jump into the future where Robin is like financing this uh, journey for like a like old school like combustion rockets. They yeah. found what they believe is a, a Heechee artifact that's in the Oort cloud. Do you know what the Oort cloud is? No. Okay, so basically where um, Pluto orbits is a section of the solar system called the Kuiper Belt. And it's uh-huh. just way the fuck out there away from the sun to where it's mostly just a bunch of frozen bodies. That's where like comets and stuff will come from. Yeah. And so beyond that is is called the Oort Cloud. And they, in this book, they find this like Heechee artifact that's out there in the Oort Cloud. And since they don't know how to program a Heechee ship to get there almost instantaneously because the Heechee ships have like faster than light technology, they have to send like a fucking human built <laughs> spacecraft that's so it's going to take like a few years to get out there. And so they have this family that volunteered to go on this thing and, and go out there. And so when they get there, they find out that it's actually like a food factory that it's able to pull minerals, like certain elements and minerals out of the Oort cloud and turn it into food. And so then wow. it's it's pretty wild. And then they find some stuff living in that that at first they I, – I, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. And then in the third one, that's when like the Heechee get woken up. And then in the fourth one, that's where Human and Heechee are all working together. That sounds really cool. It's I fucking like that. wild. That was also yeah. one of the first series I read where it was um, – a large component of it was um, human consciousness getting downloaded into like computers – and then there's like uh like hologram projectors everywhere so people that are actually no longer in their body can actually be projected as like a hologram and interact with living people in the physical space it's pretty cool oh wow that, that does sound cool it, yeah. <laughs> it, it kind of like the the way you're telling like some of the stories you're saying sounds similar to um some of the storylines that happened in um uh Battlestar Galactica Oh, okay. They, I've heard good things about that, but I've never watched it. There, there's no aliens though in 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 that series. It's just uh, the the creatures or the beings created by humanity who eventually are like, no, we're not going to be your slaves anymore. We're going to do our own thing, and we're going to kill you. <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> yeah, but but uh, it, it it's really it's I love that series. I think it's a, a really great series. It 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 has everything: politics, religion, sci-fi. Uh, you know, the destruction of humanity, uh, prophecies, all this cool stuff. And the 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 like the original series is from the seventies, but I like the one from that they did in the in the two thousands. That's that's the one that I watch. Uh, and it's on Peacock. All like the miniseries and all four seasons are in there because the mini. It starts off where they made a uh, a miniseries, and and <clears throat> they're it's two movies, ninety minutes each, and it it starts off with the destruction of humanity on these twelve colonies, which are also named after every astrological sign. Of course. Yeah. So it, it, that comes into play. And then we start to hear names of, of 
of uh, beings that we know, like Athena, you know, uh, of of goddesses and stuff. And, you know, like so we get that into it so you can understand it better. But the the mission at the end of the miniseries is we have to get to Earth. We know because they're 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 humans, but there's a 13th colony that went to Earth. That nobody really knows what happened. They say they lost, they got lost, so no, they don't know anything about them. And during that, you know, you start hearing about the prophecies about, you know, uh, uh, a sick leader will lead them to to Earth uh, on the path to Earth and everything, and then they have to go through all these different things. And at the same time, they're dealing with the Cylons, who are the creatures they created that also know that were once robots, but now there's versions of them that can look like humans okay i've definitely heard the the word cylons before yeah yeah and it, it it's definitely one of my favorite series of all time like if you're into sci-fi and you're and the cool thing about it is is that it's a sci-fi story but at the same time they try to keep it as low tech as possible when it comes to the battle star that they're on like like it's very low tech. You're not hearing, you know, there's no laser guns or anything like that. No, these are guns with bullets and everything like that. And these are real missiles. It's just the other side are technology-based beings that we created. And they don't like that we enslave them. And they hate us and they want to kill us. <laughs> you know, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Don't go around and creating and enslaving things. Let's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah look, it, at the, it, look at the big picture, which includes the future. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's really great, dude. Like, it, it, to me, like, I, I joke around sometimes with it because I, I, I tell everybody, I believe that story about them finding Earth, and I do the one about the one you read in your little magic book, I tell everyone. <laughs> that story seems more plausible about where humanity came from than your magic board with the guy in the sky it <laughs> <laughs> reminds me on, on one of bill burr's sets uh one of his stand-up specials he's talking about um he's talking about crazy scientology is and he's mm -hmm. like he's like and i have this opinion while simultaneously believing that there was a dude who walked on water who was born from a lady who's never fucked <laughs> <laughs> That the way he so breaks great. it down it's it's so funny yeah it, it's 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 freaking hilarious because it's like and I, I i've gone like you see what he's saying right there that's you that's you <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I, and it's, and it's like I'm, I'm fine with people's faith just don't enslave don't the rest of us to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't don't indoctrinate me just because of what you believe in. Like, no, 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 no. no don't come at me with that crap. I, <laughs> I want to. If I want to believe in in aliens, let me believe in aliens. You want to believe in your magic god? Go go believe in your magic god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here forcing you. I'm not here forcing aliens on you. I saw this clip online the other day and it was, I think it was like ring doorbell footage or something like that, where these um, Mormon missionaries walked up to ring a doorbell and like their doormat said like, like something about their house being super gay. And so they just looked down, looked at each other and then just turned and walked away. 
That's like, oh, they cracked the code. <laughs> Dude. And I, 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 I knew when, when uh, I used to go to Honduras a lot, I, and I lived there for a year, uh, there would be these missionaries. One would come from Utah and one would come from another country in, in Central America. And they would keep, put, pair them together, go around, you know, Honduras. And, and my, my grandma's neighbors, they're, they're, um, uh, they're Mormon. So, but they're, they're, you know, they were cool. Like the, the sun was cool. Like we listened to the same type of music. We hung out like, but I never saw the kid, the, uh, my friend do any of the missionary stuff, but we, he would, but they would always show up to their house, like, like the missionary guys. And these guys were like the coolest guys. And I just be like, like, yo, like, how do you like deal with this? I always had questions for them. And, and, but the funny part is, it's just like, you'd had the guy that was from Utah and he'd be like, like, look, man, I, I'm in another country. And I just want to do some stuff that would, nobody will notice. It. I'm like, <laughs> like I'm just like, here to party. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like he, he wasn't allowed to go to the stadium. So what we did is it's like, like, you're going to notice this guy, tall, blonde, white guy with glasses in the middle of a, of a, of a soccer stadium with the, like with like 99.9% of the crowd, dark skin, uh, Latin, and uh, black people that speak all speak Spanish, you're gonna notice this. So we're like, dude, just put on this hat. We'll paint your face and makeup for for uh, the color of the of, of one of the teams, and you just act like you're a part of the crowd, dude. And both of them, like, that's the only way they they uh, were able to go to the stadium with us is if we painted their faces so nobody would recognize them. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, but I told the guy that that, that was from Utah. I was like, bro. You're in Honduras. You're tall. You're white. You're blonde. There's not many of us that look like that down here. All right. And you're not white, white. You're clear like Larry Bird. (laughs) 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 And I even told him, like, bro, there's white and then there's Larry Bird. Right. (laughs) That's that's the shade of white that doesn't tan. Yeah, exactly. And, and <laughs> it's like I, you will burn, you will go a shade of red, and you will go back to white, nearly translucent skin. <laughs> yeah, I even asked him, like, dude, how are you walking around this damn country or riding a bike in this goddamn sun? Like, are you? how have you not melted? <laughs> <laughs> I felt so bad for him. I was like, bro, I feel for you. Like, I... I I leave here. I go back to Florida. I, I mean, I don't get me wrong. It's not like it's not better there when it comes to the weather. But shit, at least like at least you know, like I, whew, I don't know how you're dealing with it down here, man. You go back to Utah. It is not the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I always had questions for them. I was just like, bro, but what about this? Like, what makes you think that guy looking in the hat actually had had the had was speaking to God? Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> Mormonism and Scientology are the wild ones because it's like they're they're fairly new, you yeah, know. They, yeah. Like in like and they both have insane stories. But I mean, granted, Christianity is an insane story too. But a guy looking into a, a hat and being like, "Just totally believe me. <laughs> I'm totally telling the truth here, guys." It's wild. The Scientology <laughs> one's crazier to me because that guy was like a, a prolific writer of science yeah. fiction. Yep. 
Like, uh, who apparently has, like, published more books than any other writer in the world because he didn't believe in writing a second draft, apparently. Yeah, I guess so. Like, like, did you see Battlefield Earth? That's the guy who made a religion. (laughs) (laughs) The one with John Travolta and Forrest Whitaker? Yeah, that's based on an L. Ron Hubbard book. Oh, my God. (laughs) You didn't know that? That's awesome. Oh yeah, my that, god. That is the sort of shit that that guy was writing. Oh my god, dude. I remember when I saw that, the trailer. Oh, my, that looks cool. Let me check it out. I saw the movie. It was, it was like, terrible, wasn't it? So bad. <laughs> and I just kept saying, how can John Travolta and Forrest Whitaker and Barry Pepper work in this movie? How? <laughs> how? I, like, I don't even remember what the plot line and the story was. I don't remember anything. I just know. I just remember it being horrible. Oh, I oh dude. The, the curse of my brain where I remember plot details. I could tell you almost that whole movie. And I watched it one time in like the late 90s. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you needed to do. Just watch it's it terrible. once. And that was it. I, I just remember sitting there going like, this is so bad. And I just said, I like sci-fi. But no, this is... This is this is no like this is horrible like what what is this I I couldn't get over the fact that the aliens were called cyclos It's like so you <laughs> took the word psycho and you put an L in a weird place and so now they're cyclos I'm Like ah oh, strike number 1 that's terrible And then oh just like it's God. like they they came here and took over earth because they wanted humans to mine their gold Okay, aliens coming to Earth enslaving humans to make them mine gold. And they make one of the humans really smart to make him better at mining gold. Where have I heard this story before? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's the Anunnaki story. It's like, mm-hmm. get the fuck out of here. Fucking <laughs> L. Ron Hubbard. L. Ron Hubbard. And then people are, and then he's like, okay, this one's not a science fiction story. There, there were aliens who came to Earth called thetons and their their souls were trapped in volcanoes and and then these volcanoes erupted and their souls were set free and then they go into a human body and that's our religion <laughs> get out of here you lunatic <laughs> and now i gotta hold tin cans and tell you my feelings so you can record it all and use it to but don't, fucking... but the, hey, don't forget you, you gotta put in as much money as possible to their... and that's all it is it is all a big fucking scheme they yeah. they, they they get you to tell them your your deepest darkest secrets. They write it down in a little book. They record you saying it and crying about it, and then they use it to to blackmail you into being a lunatic. Yeah, that's yeah. my it, take it, on Scientology. Dude, dude, I, I, like, dude, in my family, we have everything. We have Christians. We have Catholics. We have uh, uh, Evangelicals, Baptists, Jehovah's Witness, and dude, they've. All tried to recruit my brothers in the year. <laughs> <laughs> You're like Teflon. None of that shit's sticking to you. <laughs> from, the, from as early as I can remember, they just tried so hard, and we just sit there and be like, "This is stupid." <laughs> <laughs> I swear, like my. My my dad's aunt, she's she's a Jehovah's Witness. Like you know, they're supposed to stand out in places and and give out the 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 Watchtower and whatever the other book is called and shit and preach their stuff to you. She wasn't gonna go out there and stand in that hot sun. You know what she would do? She'd just go to everybody that she knew, 
go to their house, give out the watchtower and the other book and just be like, and try to preach it. And we'd be like, yes, when do you get to start talking about the family stuff so we can walk away? (laughs) (laughs) My brothers and me just be like, like, dude, your tea is coming. Hide. <laughs> you know? <fucking> hide. <laughs> and then, you know, she'd all, it's like, she'd be like, she, we had a, a birthday party. She couldn't come through because we don't celebrate that. We're like, well, how old are you then? <laughs> <laughs> what number does it say on your driver's license? <laughs> what, what, what date is on your driver's license? <laughs> so dumb. Oh, my God. And then like the, the one time she invited us to Temple, and, and we're sitting there, and we're just like, why is everybody wearing a suit? <laughs> Where are they going? Like uh, I kept asking my dad questions, like why are they wearing a suit? Like I don't know. Like we don't wear that when we go to church. Like what? What's going on? Like is 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 there is there a funeral? Is it what's what's happening? They're like no, this is how they come to 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 church for them. And I'm just like to sit three hours like this and that. It's like get the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> I don't. I was like, I don't even like wearing jeans for the for the freaking hour and a, hour and and a half that we go to for the 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 Catholic Church. Oh boy! <laughs> oh, dude, I, it's, here's a funny one. Um, uh, my brother, my youngest brother, uh, was getting baptized. He was like 13 when they finally decided to baptize the motherfucker. And the guy who who was gonna be was gonna be the godfather, he could he couldn't make it to, to the day of. And here's the funny thing, it's on Easter weekend that they did it. And for some fucked up crazy reason, mass had to be at midnight on Saturday so we could be there for Sunday morning. And I'm just like, like why? Well, why can't you just do it in the day like you did the, the other idiots I said? Like, like, like. So they they needed a standard, dude. So I'm the standard. I'm just like, when is this gonna end? Mind you, this is a church that I had gone to as a kid. I went to Sunday school there, and I knew how long the mass took. Like, hour, hour fifteen, hour thirty, dude. It started at twelve. Eventually, it was two. It was three. At three in the morning, I said, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I did my part, right? I don't have to do anything else. Like, yeah, you already stood up and did the thing. All right, I'm out. Bye. I left. I'm like, fuck this shit. I th- what the fuck are you people doing? Like, no, man. I'm I'm not losing sleep over this. <laughs> I was like, get the get out of here with this. I was like, really? You couldn't like talk to the to the whatever the guy's name is and the pastor, the priest, whatever. The tongue. Look, can we just do this during the day? Like, ain't nobody want to be up at midnight, two, two, three o'clock in the morning. Shit. I I said, yo, I got some sleep to do. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say generally I'm I'm totally A-OK with anybody's religion as long as they're not doing anything that negatively affects other people. But Exactly. But yeah, boy, yeah. As, as soon as they encroach into that territory and then they – they act righteous about it. Like, like they have a right to be doing that. And it, no, this is the way it should be. And it's like, ah, oh, that's where you went too yeah, far, yeah. man. Yeah. That's where I go too far too many. I always sort of like, I don't care what you are. I really don't care. Just don't push it on me. Don't preach it on me. 
I, I, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> don't, I, I don't, don't care. expect other people to follow the rules. Of yeah. It. Don't, don't work to pass legislation that forces other people to follow exactly. those rules. I mean, that's, that's yeah. where it, it, it gets gross. But. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. And, and I, I'm, I always go, cause they always talk about, you know, the Bible is, is the word of God. And I'm like, how do you know? Like, how do you know? Yeah. From where I'm sitting, it was written by dudes and translated by other dudes. Yeah, and, multiple and, uh, times over and it's just been used as a system of control don't yeah. try and tell me it's something it's not yeah I, I always tell people the same thing all the time i'm like you know what humanity is right I go, what man is right they're like what the most evil creature on this planet they're like what do you mean do you expect me to believe that a book with rules and regulations and of how we should live written by man was written by God. I don't think so. I'm sorry. It's it's just, if you look at everything that they're stating in there, it's just fear and control. That's all they're doing. Like yeah. really pay attention to, to what they're saying in, 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 in those writings. It's just man wanting to be good in control of everything. That's all it is. Well, and yeah. what you said with, you know, the people being the most evil, beings on the planet that that capability for extreme evil is it's within every single human yeah. being just yeah. like how there's the 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 capability for extreme generosity and selflessness that is also there and that's what makes humans so interesting is because yep. despite the fact that that we're all pretty similar we have wild differences in where you're at on that spectrum and it can even change from from day to day and so that's mm -hmm. why i think that once upon a time and, and probably still today religion has and had a place because people needed to be civilized there needed to be an ethical code so mm -hmm. that you could go to sleep at night and not worry about your neighbor coming over and slitting your throat in your sleep and stealing all your shit yeah, you know, and enslaving your family, you needed to have an ethical, moral code that you could get a whole community in line with to make them follow those rules. But but now it's like you, when you hear arguments like, there's that really great Penn Jillette quote where somebody's saying where where he basically says, "I do all the killing and all the raping I want, which is zero. I don't need the uh, I don't need religion." telling me not to do that i don't do that because i'm not a bad person exactly you know it's like but you know we we live in a society that's civilized enough already that in some cases i don't think religion is the thing that's keeping us safe and propelling us forward in many cases religion is the anchor that's holding us back oh yeah dude i i i i, I uh what was that like nine months ago i had a whole argument with my dad about about religion and he's like religion is what keeps us right and i'm like and i went no it doesn't you notice what's going on around the world religion is the cause of everything wrong going on in the world right now everything is a religious political movement that that's what's happening in the world and he's like no it's not I'm like yes it is pay attention it's it's the, the evil of man using the word of god in quotes i'm saying that uh, to get their way. That's all it is. Everything that's going on around the world, that's all it is. I mean, religious tyranny was making it impossible for a 10-year-old rape victim in Ohio to seek abortion services. Yeah. 
Because yeah, and, according and, to people's religion, it was, no, 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 that, that's a gift from God. And it's like, you're sick in the head, buddy. Your yeah, religion and, has and, led you to dark places. Dude, I, I, I always go, you say you 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 don't like books that have things that will ruin a child's mind. And I go, have you read the Bible? There's pedophilia, rape, murder, orgies, all that's in the Bible. And that's acceptable in the Bible. So you're telling me, you're fucking telling me that I got to do what that book says because, yes, rape is acceptable in that book. Incest is acceptable in that. That I should follow that when I know in my heart that incest is disgusting, horrible thing to do. And the fact that the people that are doing it today are doing it to young children, pedophilia, like, that's gross. Like, but, what the fuck is wrong with you? But Kova, what if I go in the laundry room and my stepsister's stuck in the dryer? What <laughs> 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 Pornhub territory right there. <laughs> but you're not really my brother. <laughs> Come on, bro. What up, sis? Like anybody talks like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. That's low. That's low hanging fruit. <laughs> oh so shit! It's so stupid. Oh man, but yeah, it's yeah. Don't don't preach your stuff on me, man. I just let me enjoy my 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 comic book movies and my sci fi stories and and you know enjoy life the way that I enjoy it, and we'll be cool. We'll be all good. <laughs> well said. <laughs> yeah, like, like don't, even, don't you know? Don't push your shit on me. I won't push my shit on you. Plain and simple. <laughs> yeah, so it's 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 not that hard, guys. It is not that hard. It's very simple. You know, some of us have just found an easier way to enjoy it. And that's you know, in my case, I just smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Keeps me sane. <laughs> Oh, dude, I've had the best time talking with you tonight. Oh, me too, me too. It, 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 we went everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> we started with American Ninja and ended on a big rant about religions. <laughs> yeah. That was a journey. Yeah. I think we did that in the, in, in the, in the first one, too. <laughs> probably did. <laughs> At this point, I've done enough episodes to where people are probably like, yep, I've heard that story before, heard that story before. And it's like, look, I have a finite amount of stories. <laughs> Yeah, we, don't we all, dude? Don't we all? There, there are just some stories that, you know, like they really stick with you and you, you just happen to repeat them all over, all over again because it just makes a point to whatever you this, <clears throat> you were talking about earlier. So, like, it just happens. Like, there are some stories that are just like that, you know? It, it can't be helped. Like, sometimes it's just the way it is. It, it's, 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 life man it's weird <laughs> <laughs> well uh what's going on with the scenic cast and where can people find you uh well um the scenic cast we're you know doing a lot of new different things with patreon uh, uh we have last month in hollywood where steve um stephanie and i you know we talk about the latest news um uh for the last month like we're 
for like let's say this past month in August, we'll talk about everything. Like not everything, but we pick out articles that like draw our attention. Like I'm sure we're gonna talk about what's going on with HBO and Warner Brothers and HBO Max and all that stuff. Uh, which is I love talking about that stuff. That's business side of 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 the movie and TV industry. To me, that that's always interesting. Like I know all like whenever like news comes out of like somebody leaving the company or somebody going to another company. I'm like, oh wow! Like they they went there. I'm like shit, that's crazy. Like they're gonna change things, <laughs> you know. <clears throat> like I, it's always interesting that they like like right now, Alan Horn went from Disney back to Warner Brothers. He was the right hand man of uh, Bob Iger, so like, and you know, he was behind a lot of the stuff that we saw in the past, you know, <clears throat> ten twelve years in in marvel and disney like a lot of the cool stuff you know so uh you can you can expect a lot of big changes we may not like what's going on right now with hbo max but with him on the film side uh, consulting we he could probably be working you know to get the creators back in his in warner brothers favor but we'll see you never know everything's up in the air right now when it comes to warner brothers uh uh, we're also doing our uh, blind spot. We just did Road to Perdition. That should be coming out uh, in October. Uh, but I had never seen it, so definitely go check out our conversation. Stephanie also hadn't seen it, so it was a blind spot for both of us. Uh, Steve was just like, yeah, man, I'm the expert. I know who everybody is in this movie. Hey, shut the fuck up, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also have uh, our. We just finished our uh, wet hot eighties uh, summer of eighty two, where we picked uh, Steve and I picked um, four movies from the summer of eighty two each, and we did a review on eight films from the eighties, and from E. T. to Tron to uh, uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont Ridgemont High. It was not not even a review; it was more just a discussion about. <clears throat> seeing those movies 40 years later, you know? And uh, we're also doing just coming up with a lot of different new shows, especially Steve wants to do a lot of new stuff to give to the patrons. And and we're, we're he's coming up with some great ideas. Me, I'm just like, just give me the research, dude, and I'll do that part. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what I have to go look for. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we're, we're having a lot of fun. And as always, every week we do our weekly review of uh, the latest movies out in theaters and on streaming services. And um, and we also have our banter corner where, you know, we talk about the latest stuff, whether it be comic books, movies, TV shows that we've seen during the week that don't go to the to the main reviews that we're talking about just stuff that you know we happen to watch like i'm sure i'm going to be talking about american ninja when when we uh um when this upcoming weekend and uh if you can find me on twitter at covanova 10 and on instagram at covanova awesome yep check it out folks if you don't watch or listen to scenic cast definitely add it in there it's it's always a joy to record with you guys and i always love listening to you guys every week uh thanks man uh it, it, we we try our best you know sometimes there are there are moments where i'm just like i i don't want to talk about this movie this movie's bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's just part of it that's just where how it goes you know you're reviewing stuff you have no idea what you're getting into sometimes yeah yeah sometimes <laughs> it's just like what am i watching <laughs> awesome well thank you all very much for listening until next time this has been Starkcast. bye